Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. We are live on YouTube uh, Thursday night, and every Thursday night here, about 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 on the East Coast, 7.30 on the West Coast. Uh, glad that you guys could join us. My name is John Jagu. Happy to have you with us. Have another uh, full roundtable uh, discussion uh, this evening. Uh, we usually talk about Liga Mekis. We'll probably talk a little MLS and other uh, goings-ons and the world of soccer as we uh, muddle through the uh, the weeks here. That's the wrong knob. Let's, let's get the knobs right here. And of course, uh, with us as always, we have a, a, a an excellent panel of, of, of soccer experts. We have Chivas, we have Club America fans, we have Santos fans, Pumas fans. Uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, we uh, will discuss every and all Acontecimientos of what's going on with uh, Liga Mekis and the world of soccer. Let's get right to it then. Let's introduce our panel. We have a big show tonight, so we want to get uh, right to it. First off, over in Kyle, Texas, our technical director, man who makes sure that we're on the air every week, except when he's not. Of course, we're talking about uh, Beto El Chiquis Campa. Beto, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good. How are you guys? Don't uh, don't don't get too excited that you're on the air, Beto. Oh. That's, uh, so I had a I had a tune going, but uh, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, oh, were, were you going to introduce yourself? Yeah, my, my my sound didn't work or something. I don't know. If it... Well, here, I'll, I'll, if if you want, I can I can I can I can make you feel better if if, if uh... there you go. If you yeah, can... I got I got some I did some good uh, analysis of well, not good, some better analysis of Chivas games since uh, Rigo was. Was dissing me saying I don't watch Chivas games. Right. I watched the. Uh, I watched uh, last night's game real good. Took notes. Took, took some uh, mental notes, and then yeah. I didn't get the Sunday's game, but that was Veracruz, so that's overrated. But the, did you uh, did you the, chuckle when when Carlos Fierro had his breakaway and and, and couldn't score, like like yeah. the rest of us? Yeah, that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I also have another chuckle about Car- uh, Charlie as well that uh, Joel might comment on, but. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into that uh, when the times come. It's always uh, good to have you on, Chikis. Thank you very much again for setting everything up as you always do. And uh, so we're on live on YouTube, Chikis, right? And then then we're we're also on the podcast center, on 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 uh, iTunes. We're on the Google Play, so you can get to the podcast center there. And then are we are we still on SoundCloud, or is that or is that uh, not happening anymore? Uh, not yet. We just have a couple episodes there. We have to. Okay. Up. But uh, yeah, for now. I could do Facebook Live, but uh, I didn't set that up this uh, this time. Well, that's uh, just unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice. Oh. That shouldn't do that. Anyway, well, we're glad to have you on, Chiquis. Thank you very much. Yeah. Over in, uh, in in South Los Angeles, uh, a gentleman joins us by the name of Joel Aceves. Joel, you said uh, you you uh, before we went on the air, you have some 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 Chivas news. I don't want you to go into it in all in detail right now, but just just oh. give us uh, one little itty bitty nugget, just just a tiny little tiny little taste. Well, it should probably be no surprise to anyone, but Chivas will be losing quota for next season. Where is he going to go? Back to Pachuca. I mean, Pachuca owns him, and there was that big uh, voting for the national team rights. The broadcasting rights that happened, what was it, a few weeks ago? Right. And, uh, you know, most people thought she was going to be in Team Grupo Pachuca. 
but they ended up they ended up voting pro Televisa. So there's been a you know a rift now between Chivas Grupo Pachuca. So so the uh, so Chivas is gonna have to give up their their fuerzas básicas of of Pachuca moving they, forward. They're gonna have to actually uh, develop their own players. Yeah, and they so Pachuca basically said nine million, which is pretty exaggerated. Uh, but Chivas does have uh, Tonio Rodriguez. Well, you know, who had been doing a really good job. There's a goalie out there, Joel, Mexican goalie who who doesn't have a job right now. Who who would who would fit in very nicely with with the whole the whole Chivas Mano thing. Who does not have a job? Yeah. Very, very famous goalkeeper. Oh man, we talk Brody about him Campos. here all the time. No, not Brody. <laughs> oh, although they did play for the same. Of course, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Picolin. 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 Picolin, man. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe he could. He could reach out. You have to reach out. But... I think he should. I think he should. No, Antonio Rodriguez. I think he he might. Well, they did. They did throw out another one yesterday. This kid Jimenez, who uh, who seemed to have a good game. But we'll 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 get into the whole. Uh... One, one ultima, una ultima. All right. And uh, this was from Miguera, and he he kind of threw a low blow at uh, Carlos Vela. So he was right. saying he reached out to Vela, but then he said Chivas did not have the same economic power as the MLS did, and he said uh, he said that the players dance to the tune of money. And, so and this surprises who? Yeah, but I mean, there's always a chance you could still might get him when he's more viejito, you know. You never know. I just wouldn't close the doors. Uh, right. So, so that, 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 that's, that those are your, 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 two, your two Chivas nuggets you have for us. Well, you limited me to that. Well, we'll, 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 we'll get into we'll a little bit. This is, you know, we're just introducing people here. We're not. You know, we're not going to, you know, just to start off the show, we're not going to go full. You know, we got to, we got to, we got to. we could, John, they, they, they did just beat Atlas. That, that is very true. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here, you know, a little bit. You know, it's just the Copa. Come on. I mean, although I know that, that <laughs> I know that, 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 that Chivas, as, uh, as, as our, one of our previous podcast members, you know, would say that they're the, the Copa Mekis Campeonissimo. Is, uh, you know, he started as a joke and it's. It's yeah, coming out to be very true. His he was very prescient. He was very prescient in his <laughs> in his commentary. Well, good to have you on, Joel, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll move on to uh, to another Chivarmano. Of course, we're talking about uh, Rigoberto Raton Ayala. Rigo, how are you, sir? Good and yourself. How are things up in uh, New York? So uh, again, chilly up here, but uh, a jork. But pre- pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. How, this fall how upset are the Nueva Jorkers that uh, that their beloved Junkies aren't in the World Series? Uh, the, the, you know, the whole reaction is we weren't even supposed to be this far, so we're happy and, to be here. And then they fire their manager. What was up with that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, their, their team is like incredibly young. They're they're obviously going to be around a while. Yeah, I think it's a it's a Brian Cashman movie. He didn't really want him there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's but, uh, uh, unfortunate. I I, I enjoy it when the Yankees lose. So do, do you really? Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. So oh well, okay. Yeah. Well, that that, that, would, that would that would make sense. 
Well, I mean, I'm not a big uh, baseball guy, but uh, I did watch the, the at least the, the the important parts of the game last night, and it was it was wild. It was crazy. It was, it was I'd, I'd never... I was I was watching highlights right now before we got on the podcast. I didn't even realize they went to the 11th inning. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, they were just they had like five home runs and in extra innings alone. It was it was it was insane. It was. Uh... But to me, the best part. Well, we'll talk about this. Uh... Although there was another another really good part of the whole uh, experience yesterday, which we'll talk about with. Uh... With, uh, with with Dan Preciado, who joins us from, from Escondido. Daniel, how are you, sir? Pretty good, John. Uh, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we hear you just fine. Are you at the beach? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> buying a beer. Oh, okay. It sounds like, uh, Dan, you, you've had a pretty good week. Santos is playing well. They win in the Copa. The, the Dodgers are in the World Series. They you know they got the first first win. Uh, didn't yeah. go so well from last night, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm not uh, still uh, feeling pretty good about the series. With my lawyers, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not. Uh, it's one game. It's not. Uh, you know, you're not Daniel Malpreciado. Or you're just you're just Daniel Preciado right now. So. No, no, not, not yet. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I like our three and four starters better than their three and four starters. So we'll see how that pans out. And yes, my my Santos are slowly figuring out a way to win games. Well, you know, all it took was getting rid of Chepo. You know, and get, get I didn't want to say it get that anchor off your off your team and you know all of a sudden things start things start working out you know sometimes it just takes a while for the for the fog yeah. to, to burn off that's right yeah you're exactly right you know for the exactly to get all that anyway all, all that stuff all that stuff out of your system <laughs> no well, yes, we're glad so. we'll, 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 we'll talk a little dodgers a little later because i know that the, the, the that you are amped up yes. we'll have to ask, ask Joel since he's in los angeles if he is, if he's hopped on the Dodger train just yet, but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But of course, uh, we can't uh, continue our podcast without introducing the last member of our panel, a gentleman who needs no introduction but gets one anyway. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Ronnie De Luna, who has watched his his Aguilas over the past couple of weeks beat Chivas, beat Cruz Azul, not once. But twice, and pretty much own every classico that they play, which is pretty much every game. But at least, at least the big ones, they are three and zero, sitting in good position. And I think that they're they're they are like ninety percent, ninety percent close to fully convincing Ronnie, which is which is oddly enough the the amount of mayonnaise that they have removed from the the guacamole in his restaurant, guacamole yeah. in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm. I like the team. I like the team. I'm, I think they're contenders, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it 100. Like yeah. But I think I think they're contenders now. You know, uh, the trash talking Werita had. Uh, you know, when when asked about America, she had a very a very a very succinct response. Club America, they suck. So you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> But uh, no, but seriously, I mean, I mean, honest, I mean, it seems like, and and I'll throw this out to the panel, but uh, I mean, right now, it would seem to me that that there are two teams in Monterrey that are going to be very strong, you know, heading into the postseason. Two teams out of the out of the CDMX area, uh, with America being one and then Toluca being the other, that it, that it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all if if you know depending on how things uh, plinko out, that 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 one of those four teams ends up winning the whole thing because I think that you know there's certainly the four teams that are. That are playing the best soccer right now for uh, 
in, in Liga MX. And uh, Naran, I, I want to ask you because uh, I want to get your, your 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 opinion on something. There's a, a very uh, notable uh, critic of of or fan slash critic of, of Chivas saying that that he doesn't like the way America's playing because they counterattack too much. Do you agree or disagree? I think I think Yoho is wise and I should say he's smart in uh, as to knowing when the team should attack, when they should uh, counter, and when they should defend. Um, uh, and, I mean, if you look at the uh, at the what well, uh, the Cruz Azul match, you know, Copa and Mekis, I mean, they were still trying to get goals like in the, you know, in the you know late parts of the match, and then like. And they were leaving themselves exposed, which I did not agree with that at, at the time. Um, but I, I think he, he's trying to get the team to play a little bit more offensive. But I, I mean, I can understand why someone would say that you know they do counterattack because they they do they obviously do. I mean, it's worked for it's worked for. Them. But wouldn't you counter? I mean, wouldn't you use the counterattack as well? You know, knowing how much speed they have, uh, you know, at least on one flank with uh, with the Ecuadorian guy whose name uh, is Renato. Is that his name? And then of course with yeah. Darwin, who's, who's who's having far and away the best season he's had since he's been at Club America. I mean, there, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, he's, he's played really well. And if, if, if that's the strength of what they do, it's, it seems to me, well, if, if, if that's what they do best, then, then, you know, what's the, what's the argument? I mean, I know that, I mean, America can play any way they want. Yeah, they can, they can. And like, I mean, I go back to, to the team, like when they had Piojo Lopez, Cuauhtémoc and Clever. Right. They were, I mean, they were dangerous on the counterattacks. Well, sure. I mean, Clever was such a great goal scorer, and, and Guatemoc, you know, in addition to being a great goal scorer, was a, was a sensational setup guy. So I, I remember those games. I mean, and, and Clever was, I mean, he how many multiple goals games did he have that season that they went ahead? At, at least four or five. I mean, he was a, a scoring machine. Yeah, I mean, his only criticism was that, that, he, that uh, he would miss a lot. It's because they also had a lot of sco- goal-scoring opportunities, and that's because the counter-attacking style that they had facilitated that type of you know, that type of offense because they had the players to do that. Yoho had the players to to play, you know, back to counter. You know, there I think I think he has. You know, if if he sticks with the team and you know he doesn't go off else to another team, coach, I, I mean, I, I think that he could build a dynasty. With the team. What uh, wasn't? Uh, sorry, John. Sorry, to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, was, no, was, no. Wasn't this a? Uh, Part of the criticism that La Volpe was taking last season, well, what, that that what? Well, they did criticize him, saying that La Volpe was you know dead and stuff like that. I, I yeah, just because he was because they were because they were countering a lot. Um, I think, I, you, I think I, coaches have to wise up, you know. And I think you know unless you're Barcelona from you know twenty from twenty you know two, two you know from two thousand three to two thousand nine, where you can live and die by the sword. Unless you have that type of team from Barcelona, you have to you have to play percentages in order to survive. You know that leads me to my next question. Is it uh, you know we've seen you know Miguel Herrera for years was a you know I'm a I'm a straight up five three two La Volpista. You know the, the Mexico play like that in the World Cup. He you know he won. Uh, well, he came close to winning titles and in Monterrey playing like that. You know he he's played like that for pretty much his entire coaching career. But he's evolved, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm just curious as 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 one who's uh you know more of a probably our, our biggest historian of the game on the show, uh, how 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 does that start? I mean, what, what does Miguel have to do in in order for him to be 
uh, considered one of the, you know, as far as, you know, at least to put, put him in the name with the upper echelon of coaches in the guy making history. Cause I mean, I personally think he's on his way. And uh, I mean, I mean, he, he's a guy who has really changed. I think he's there. I mean, when you read some of the comments from, you know, some of the most, you know, hypocritical pundits like Fight or something, stuff like that, where, he, you know, he'll tweet stuff like, uh, you know, like, como buen costumbre, ya tiene el equipo ganando, or something like that. So when, you even, when you're even convincing those type of people, it's because you know you're doing something right. And and I and I think Yoko's on his way because, I mean, before winning with America, he had a, a lot of entertaining teams. Like when, when he had Chamagol it was in, in Atlante, uh, obviously, he, you know, uh, when he was with Monterrey and stuff like that. So his, his teams, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really want him at, at first uh, with the team. I, I didn't think he had the experience to coach America, but again, I've, I've been wrong before. I was wrong about, you know, Carrillo. I was obviously wrong about the Piojo. Um, I, I, I think the fans really like him. And, I, and, I, and there's a reason why they like him because he's been effective. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's gone from having a, you know, a businessman's haircut now, you know, compared to his, his captain caveman look that, he's, that he had for years. So he's obviously taken, you know, and I know it's, a, it, it, it's kind of a goofy thing to say, but I mean, you know, it's the little things like that. I mean, he's obviously taking the position a lot more seriously. You know, you know I've, I followed him on Twitter during the World Cup and, you know, and beyond that. I still follow. He tweets like once every, you know, three to six months now, as opposed to once every three to six hours. Uh, the, the way the way he used to in the past, and I mean, it just seems like he's matured, and and that leads me to my to the next thing I want to talk to you all about uh, tonight. We've seen uh, over the course of, of this Liga Mekki season, we've seen uh, three Mexican young Mexican coaches who uh, were were given their first opportunities. Uh, with 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 teams we had uh uh with we had Chiquis Tocayo his uh, Chiquis Garcia was 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 fired by Puebla we saw Paco Palencia fired by by Pumas and then we also saw just this week uh, uh Jaime Lozano was was he and the the entire front office was given the boot by by Quereta. of all teams Quereta. I mean it's like, like like what what on earth do you have to compare it to Quereta? you guys have always sucked so i mean and it just it frustrates me because what does a what does a young Mexican how on earth can a young Mexican coach get to the point of uh, of a career like a, like like a Tena or a, or, or, or or Miguel Herrera who I would still consider quote unquote uh, you know youngish I mean you know he's 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 under fifty but I mean how how are the guys that are you know between thirty five and forty five going to still be coaching when they're forty five and and then have that kind of success what do they have to do because it seems like they have the shortest leash of anybody uh, as, as far as coaching in Liga Mekis or the young Mexican coaches. They, they they don't seem to get the benefit of the doubt at all. How's that going to change? What can they do? I think they're just going to have to prepare themselves, you know, not only on paper, meaning like, you know, take for, take for example, Lucho, Lucho Perez, you know, he's right now in, in Europe. You know. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, he is, uh, you know, preparing himself and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's one way to go about it. Uh, obviously, you have, you have to be, you have to, you have to grow, grow and learn in Spain. Start out in Spain or in Europe or some country that's legit. In what Mexico. the hell's wrong with starting out in Liga since? Hey, that's, that's actually my next point because if you look at Bo, you know Lobos Boab, you know what Rafa Puente did, 
I mean, when people say when people say that Mexican you know coaches don't risk anything, I mean that's a prime example. I mean, you've heard of your, you've heard your volume's of low, man. Yeah, mean? Ron, you gotta you gotta boost your levels, Coach. Better now? Yeah, it's better. Put your grill okay. up to the mic. All right, so I mean, this guy, I mean, he even said it himself. I mean, he had a cushy job at ESPN and stuff like that. And the guy, you know, wife says, you know, if you want to follow your dream, I'll pack my bags and we'll go. You know, take this adventure. So I mean, when they say it's like you know, people, you know, the Mexican coaches don't risk anything and that they have it easy, they don't have it easy. They have a part. They really do. So I mean, it's either they're going to have to get prepared in Europe, or they're going to have to do things like you know what Rafa Puente did is go to Liga de Ascenso and win. Joel, I know that you've uh, talked about this on, on the show in the past, and I mean, I, I don't think you could be surprised that all three, all, all three of these coaches, you know, and Rafa Puente, frankly, if, if if things hadn't worked out for him as well as they have, I mean, I know that they're, they're not like terrific, but I mean, you know, at least they're not, you know, down in the relegation zone. Um, you know, I mean, is it just a matter of, of of teams just 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 need just wanting to be patient? Why why can't they be patient with these with young Mexican coaches? What? Well, it's it's the tournament. Just you know, it's split in half. So you know, six six eight games in, it seems like you already played half a season when it's. But, can, really but, can, but but why can't the owners be pragmatic about that? I mean, I mean, if you know that you're, you know, you you have a new team, new players, you know, you, I mean, why is the ex? Oh, you have to do this. I mean, I know it's, I know that you you want to say that publicly, but I mean, probably it's like, hey man, this is going to take you know two to the, to get where we want to go. It's going to take two to three seasons. Well, I think there's also, oh, Chicky's gone, gone, Chicky brought. I just said they ain't got no time for that. They want to make money. They want to. They want quick success, instant gratification. Well, yeah, it's and but part of it is is um, it's the business. The one of the big businesses in uh, in football has been player transfer. So if you if you're not doing good, there's always um, promotores or agents, and they're like, look, I could get you this coach, and I could guarantee you these players. So they always, you know, that that's worked a couple times, where some team. They'll bring someone in with the right players, sort of like Cholos when they first brought back um, Turco, you know, and he came in with with a with a good crop of players and they they won the league. Um, I think that's that's a big part of it of just just bringing in having in the right promoters that that are going to guarantee you ex players. All right, a little 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 offshoot question. Lobos Bop is playing pretty well. You know, Massa is is as Lobos Bop's captain, if I'm not mistaken. If he yeah, ends he up having a, a really a good really season, season, should he at least not get a get a, get a call from Osorio? I'll leave that to Rigo. Rigo. Uh, we might we might want to give him a call. Would you rather have Massa playing defense for you in a pinch or Alanis? Against oh, England in a, in a round of <laughs> every day. Yeah, Massa's proven. He has the World Cups to back mm-hmm. him up. Yeah, well, at least, at least I mean, it just good. it just seems like a slam dunk at this point. How no, sad no, is that? But, that but you know what? That's a problem. So bad that you can't even <laughs> replace Massa. But, but look, look, 
I like Massa, and especially the fact that, you know, when he won with America, he said that those titles meant more. So he's okay in my book. Yeah. No, that's not true. I think that uh, that (laughs) when, when, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we talked to Massa and it was, uh, Club America. They suck. Yeah. So, (laughs) but, but Ron, don't think that I don't have equal opportunity needling. I also have Chivas. Don't make me laugh. So, so we're, uh, we're good. No, but, but, uh, okay. So, so Rafa Puente's done well. So, so, so what was it? I mean, I mean, get at that of all teams. Why couldn't they go to Jimmy? Hey, I know that you, you know, you, you, you coached our youth team. We're going to, why can't they give him at least, you know, the, the 17 and this one and the 17 and the next one to see what he can do, you know, instead of firing him after 13. I think Querétaro clean house. So I, I think. Uh, again, I mean, but, I mean, I think, no, it's, I mean, I think they, it's, it's very, it's very similar to the NFL where it's like you, you live in a win now environment. And if you don't win now, if you don't give me results right now, then then you know you, yeah, but, you feel but, like you but, need but to. Coaches speak. at least at least get get three years in the NFL. You know, uh, not uh, really. Look absolutely at the Browns. Can it that old kind of but, be yeah, considered like the Browns? Browns. <laughs> yeah, I they're mean, Browns equivalent. I mean, you know, they've been terrible for twenty years. But I mean, tell me, like yeah. like like, you know, you know, uh, other teams have been, you know, they usually give the but. Uh, you know, they give them you two or three give them a whole years season, for sure. Or, or, I mean, I've seen like a season or two seasons, but I guess because... Yeah, know, but, e- but even then, when they hire the guy, uh, that's that point, you know, you know, it's part of the interview, and they say, well, how long do you think it's going to take? He's going to say, you know, I think years. we're three years away. I think we're four years away. You know, I think we, hey, you know, we're only a year. You know, that's usually part of the thing. Yeah, I think it was uh, Larry Brown, NBA coach, who said, so, it takes about three years to fully develop your process. In, in whatever sport you're doing, you know, which is interesting because uh, Ron, Megan, who was the uh, the Hungarian coach? Arpad, Arpad Faket, uh, Arpad Faket, some, you know, who I'm talking about the guy that said, "I only want to coach somewhere four years because after that, it's going to be." Obviously, he was an incredibly good coach, so it helps. Oh, oh. But uh, but he says, "I only want to coach." You know, you know, after four years, you know, then things start getting, you know, and you know, so it's just it's just good for for me and the players to to just move along. I know who you're talking about. I forget his name. I thought you were talking about the Hungarian for Chivas. Yeah. No, um, that, that's really something I wanted to ask you, Ron. What I mean, obviously, I know that that, that Hungary was outstanding in the you know after World War II, you know, up until the the mid '50s, and even before that. So there was a a pretty how heavy was the Hungarian influence in 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 in, in Mexican soccer back back in the fifties? There were quite a few coaches that had come over, right? Yeah, there there was uh, uh, there was a lot of people from the from the Yugoslavia and stuff like that. They uh, they they rejected communism and they liked Mexico because and because they it paid well. So I mean, there was actually there was almost a point where what's the name Puskas? Mm-hmm. Almost was going to get was going to get signed in Mexico before he went to to Madrid. So I mean, you had that's how a lot of those players, like uh, what's his name, uh, Bora and all those guys, that's how they ended up in Mexico because when you know when they used to do the pentagonales and hexagonales and stuff like that, they would bring in like the champions from those countries, and and they would come and play in Mexico and they would see. I was like, oh, we didn't know that these guys had the infrastructure, they had the stadiums and stuff like that. And they were getting paid well, well paid, so they ended up staying in Mexico. I mean, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but I know that one of them won a lot of ter- uh, uh, trophies in the in the 
late fifties, early sixties. So I've, I've always been, always been curious about that. So, so is there any hope for these guys? I mean, uh, uh, you said they obviously have to go. But I mean, is is, is the uh, is the ascenso a, a chance for them? I mean, that's why I was so excited for Ramoncito. He was at the at the team in uh, in Nayarit. And so I was hoping that you know if, if if he could bring them up, you know how, how great, or at least yeah, you know, how great would that be for him? You know, show that he can do it. But it ended up uh, not working out there either. What's up with Romancito boys? Where where is he these days? He tweets every now and then, taking pictures with people and stuff. I don't yeah. know too much else about. Them. Does he not? Uh, is, is he not featured in the in the super secret Chivas talk? When you look at managers in Liga Mekis, you have Ferretti that's been there seven, seven and a half years. Then you have Diego Alonso who's been there two, uh, two almost three years. Then you have Mohamed who's also been there almost three years. You have Mati Almeida from Guadalajara who's been there two years. You have, and then, then it's the Mexican coach Cruz, a uh, year and a half at Atlas. Then you have Cristante Toluca, year and a half. Rafa Puente, like, roughly a year. And then the rest of the gang. <laughs> the other ten, than, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. less. It's less than a year. But when you compare it to the Premiership, I mean, you have Wang, uh, Ars Wenger that's been there twenty-one years. But then the rest of the guys are like, there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine coaches that have been there two years or less, like two years, or one or two years. Then you have uh, one, two, three, three of them that have been there five years, four, you know, going four to five. And then you have one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six that have been there less than a year. So I, I know that, that that's also been a problem in, 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 in like in English football where like I think I think it's like the average is like one point. It's almost like two years, you know, but I, I, it's less than two years. So, I mean, it's also a problem, not just in Mexico, but in many, in many parts, uh, you know, in, in the world. But but you're right. I, I think that uh I think that Mexico needs to start, you know, I hate using the word proceso, but sticking to those processes, you know? To, you know if you I, want, you could call it Festivus. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think so because it's, it's, when you look at, you know, like, what's the name? Duca. I mean, that guy, it's like, let, let these guys just do what they know how to do, you know? Right. No, I, I believe me. I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you 100. percent And that's why, to me, it was so. Uh, now, Valencia was there because because he had been there for for you know he did, this was year two of his of his thing, but for Lozano and Chiquis, I mean, guys, I mean they they, they were been coaching for two months. Yeah. You know, three months. You know, whatever it is, it's like it's that's his first. You know, that's it's just. I mean, are these guys ever going to get a shot again? You know what? I, I think I, I think that uh, John, uh, you know more about the NFL than I do. But don't, don't doesn't doesn't the NFL players association don't they also look after coaches? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, the the co- uh, honestly, the coaches are. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they have. They don't have to. They have to worry about much. Now, what does happen though, Ron, is is that a lot of times if 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 a young coach doesn't make it, you know, if he you know after you know, and after year three or whatever it is, uh, he will he will uh, be an assistant the very next day. 
but I, but because he was, I, I, I do. And the reason I say the reason I asked you this because I think I mean I know that a couple I think like ten, about fifteen years back I think it was the players union that basically told the NF you know told us like hey when you guys are hiring you gotta hire, you gotta ask at least one you know minority coach. Oh yeah, the the, the Rooney Rule thing. Yeah, so I I, th- I think it was the, the the players union, and I think you know. You know well, not not necessarily. That was probably. Uh, right. I mean, if it's called the Rooney Rule, it was probably the the owners that did that. But but it was th- but it was because of the of the players union's uh, lawyer. Well, that, yeah, I honestly, I, I I don't remember at all. I have to I, I have to plead ignorance. I have to. I see, that's I'm almost positive. Like I said, I'm you know not one hundred percent, but I'm almost positive on that. Uh, but to answer your question, I think one of the things that may have to happen is. Kind of like there's the player, there's the players like the union. Maybe there should be a coaches, you know, not necessarily a union, but uh, but an organization of sort, like an association of some kind, of some kind that you know, it's like okay, look, if you guys are going to get, you know, rid of these coaches, you're going to have to pay, you know, you're going to have to pay a pretty significant, you know, termination clause. Well, I mean, that's the thing though, is that I mean, when you get fired, I mean, they're they're still honoring your contract. True, but make make it make it to the point where it's. There's a little bit more. Not, I don't want to say shame, but but that you're having to. It's yeah, exactly. It's it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt more. Yes. When if you get rid of a guy. Yes. Like a like a termination play. If you, if you terminate me, it's going to cost you an extra three million bucks. Yeah, I mean something. I mean, I mean not to the point where where you're forced to you know stay with a, yeah. with a coach, but to the point where it's like you will reconsider because sometimes it feels like these decisions are made just just on a whim. You know that's why it was so hard to when, when Fernando parted ways with the podcast because he had a a three million dollar termination clause <laughs> in the contract, but uh, our lawyers were able to work it out. Yep. So no, so so you're saying there is just no hope for these guys. Okay, so like a guy like Jimmy Lozano, I mean, there's really only one place he can go right now, and I think he should make make the trip, and that's back to Seoul. But did you know, Ron, that Leandro is uh, is is uh, Patino's assistant? Augusto, uh, yeah, I saw him on the uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw him on TV. He was like a a younger, more, more boyish version of Sergio Ajea. Because when I saw, I was like, man, when does Sergio Ajea get? He looks a lot younger, but then I realized it was Leandro because uh, he doesn't have the uh, the little Lord Fauntleroy haircut anymore, but it's still kind of longish. It was a. Uh, no, but I'm very excited. He doesn't, about wear, that. He doesn't wear the headband. No, he does not. He does not wear. He does not wear the headband, Dan. Uh, no, it's a shame. Is that what that haircut is called? You know, like in the movie Liar Liar. Uh, yeah. Harry's kid. That that funk, that haircut. What is that called? I would call it probably the 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 Fauntleroy or the Dutch boy. You know, the little you know, like the little Dutch boy can. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Uh, so, uh, so Dan, you're. I know that you've been preoccupied with. Uh, with your Dodgers, but I have to ask you, uh, how cool was it last night when when Vince Scully couldn't throw, couldn't throw out the first pitch, and he had to bring in relief at Dodger Stadium? How cool was it? I missed it. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, I know. So I was Are trying to set you up. So you know what I'm talking about? Was that the scene where they where a bunch of guys uh, threw threw the pitch at once? No, you obviously don't. I'm okay. not sure. So uh, no, oh, totally so, yeah. no. You see, even I, I even have... I saw that, John. Dude, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not you gonna lie. I'm not gonna. We should have you up. Talked about this before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have. I should have. I'm sorry, but I was gonna set sorry. you up. But 
you know, as, yeah. as, as probably the biggest Dahlia fan on here to have this moment for you. And, and, you, and you have, <laughs> what makes it even yeah. sad is you have no you idea what, Joel, Joel, should you tell them, should you tell them who came in to, to, yeah. to pitch they, for the first they, pitch? They, they brought in uh, the announcer, was it Vince Scully? Yeah, he was going to throw out the first pitch. And, yeah, and, uh, and then he said that his uh, shoulder shoulder hurt. He and injured he his calls, rotator cuff, is what he said. Uh, correct. So he, <laughs> he, he calls for help, and uh, Valenzuela shows up. Oh, that's fantastic. Number yeah, 34. so Valenzuela threw out the first pitch. It was and yeah, Valenzuela man. looked like he won too many tortas ahogadas. He, he <laughs> looks like he, he stays in the cantina from opening to... You know what, what was what was what was, what was disappointing for me fight. on that whole that whole I mean that it happened was that I, I wanted to see uh, Fernando when he uh, threw the pitch if he was going to do the, the the big leg kick and remember he used to like roll his eyes up to the sky. Oh yeah, when he pitched, I was I was hoping they'd show that shot to see if he did it or not, but they they showed him from behind. It was uh, it was real unfortunate. No, that's really neat. I did yeah. Um, to tell you the truth, it's I, I, I'm picking up my kids. So I'm usually getting home just after the game starts. Oh, that's right, because the game, I, you know, I totally forget that that, that that game wasn't on it. It was on at 5 o'clock for y'all. So, yeah, that's, that's me picking up the, 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 the kids' time. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's it. Soft, yes, Ron? I have a soft spot for the Dodgers because, in fact, the very first uh, game that I ever went to was a match between Noah and the Dodgers and the, uh, the Dodgers and the Ashes of the Dome. It was uh, Nolan Ryan and Fernando Valenzuela. Wow. That was your first game? That was my first game. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and I remember, and I remember, in fact, I was talking to my pops about this, that uh, I remember there were so many buses coming from the Valley, Mexico, and all, you know, from all over to watch to watch the showdown. You know, with the Toro Valenzuela. So, I mean, I have a soft spot, you know, for, obviously for Valenzuela and stuff like that, but... No, I gotta go with my Where is the spot located, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a rustled spot for the. You want to show me your cucumber? I don't I, I don't see why anyone could hate the Dodgers. I mean, what have they done to to win? I, I got one for you, Dan. I got one for you. Dan, Dan, I, I think there, there was an article uh, I think on Remezcla about uh, Los Angeles Mexicans and Houston Mexicans. One one in what respect? A bigger butchering of of the English language. Calm down, calm down. Hey, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got one for you. No, they're talking about an uglier version of Spanglish. <laughs> I'll, I'll post it, but it was a good read. It was a funny read. Hey, but there, what you got, chickies? Well, on on that note, though, there's a. Uh, the Cholo, I think, does L.A. a bad name as opposed to the, the weird Mexican that are in Texas. But anyway, the back in the day, I was an Oakland A's fan. We're not all Cholos, though. I mean, look at Joel. He, well, that, that's, he, what he, that's what I'm he, saying. He lives, he lives in, the, in, the, in the center of it all. And, uh, but there's no, Cholos in, there's no Cholos in Texas at all. But any, anyway. <laughs> oh, there's not. Dude, huh? that, is, that is so not true. <laughs> you have no idea, Chiquis. They're, they're, right. they're cowboy hat-wearing dudes, man. They're Norteños. Dude. Trust me, please. Trust yeah, no, me. I'm calling BS on that one. I've never, I, I've never been to Texas, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not buying that. that. That's a South Texas thing. John, John lives in, John lives on the West Side, man. 
Dude, I've lived in Texas for 25 years. And look, just because because guys got are rocking the neck tattoos and the face tattoos and the shaved head does not automatically mean they're cholos. Wait, there's no cholos in Texas? There's all the the truchas, right? There's that too. Was the Selena movie lying to to me? There's people that like to keep it nice and tight, man. Hey, that, that's, that's Selena all... movies. That's Selena. That's Selena movies. Fake news, man. That's for Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, but back to my story. I was an Oakland A's fan, and you guys already know I'm going at the when they played the Dodgers, and then that one dude, what's his name, put that home run, started stacking his arm. Kirk Gibson. Yeah, Gibson, man. That was like, oh, dude. That was like a humiliating moment for me. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't really watch baseball. So continue. Uh, well, you know, I was actually living in Mexico when Fernando first started pitching back in the uh, was it '81? I think it was his rookie year. And they showed his game. Uh, anytime he pitched, it was on TV, and that and that that uh, that lasted as long. And I, I left uh, a couple years after that. Do you but, have one of those uh, grainy you know, TVs, John? Oh no, this was on Canal. This was on, on Canal de las Estrellas. honestly, the, the dude, Dodgers uh, oh, are cable. Come on, dude. The Dodgers <laughs> will be forever indebted to to Fernando for the. Just how how massively he he increased the fan base. So, so why haven't they retired his jersey, Dan? What's up with the that? The Dodgers have not retired Fernando's jersey. I thought they only. Um, oh. Uh, no. I thought they only retired uh, Jackie Robinson. Am I incorrect? Savage. Maybe the don't Dodgers know, don't don't. You're the Dodger guru here, man. I don't. I I don't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to check up on that, but. Weren't we talking about this before, or who, who was talking? But about I do this? think I do think uh, if anybody deserves it, it's uh, for sure. For just, but just his impact on the city. I mean, the 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 Mexicans well, we also even after he remember. left stayed stayed as fans. Were they? Never and he's before. and he's the color guy on the radio. So I yeah, mean, he's he's still part of the the colored guy. Yeah, no, he's the, the color. No, his number is Guys, guys, his number is retired. It is. Okay. Fernando's number is retired. Oh no, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's not officially retired. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope, it's not officially retired. That is terrible. But it, it hasn't been issued to anybody else. So it's it's it's, but, it's unofficially retired. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been issued since 1990. So when he when he left, yeah, because I mean he meant a lot more to the Dodgers as 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 Dan has pointed out than, than than you know just what he did on the field. I mean he really, I mean he brought he what he what he did Dan was that he brought the Mexicans back to the Dodgers in in L.A. Well, I don't think they were there before. Well, that's um, what I'm saying is because remember yeah. when they, they when they built the stadium. Yeah, you know they, they they didn't build it in Pacific Palisades, and it's honestly it's funny that you bring up this story. I I, I read another one today. I, I've read a few of them throughout the years, and uh, that's always like it does the whole uh, the whole experience and the whole like sentiment of the team a little bittersweet for sure. I believe my wife's grandfather might have been one of those those people that were uh, booted from Elysian yeah. from 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 Elysian Park, yeah. Eminent domain, I believe it's called. Yep. But yeah, um, it's they used a, to live. They used to live right there, uh, Dan. I believe so. So the suit suit. Uh, what is that? There's a movie that talks about that. 
Well, there's a 30 for 30 on Fernando. What was that? I'm sorry, Hoyle? Oh, there was there was a whole movie about that, like when they were uh, kicking out the Mexicans from uh, before the they Dodger gentrified Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Fernando was a big part about bringing bringing that fan base. I mean, the biggest part of bringing that fan base back to the Dodgers. And lucky for them, I mean, the for, for the for the most part, they, they they've pretty much been following the team ever since. Um, yeah. I, I have I have vague vague memories because I was I was really little at the time. Um, just vague memories of, of my dad, like mentioning, "Hey, Fernando's pitching. Let's watch the game." Kind of like, kind of thing. Like, not super excited, but hey, he's pitching. Why not? Let's 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 watch. So, uh, Ron, is uh, are the Astros going to take it? I hope so. Because you know it's going to go seven games. I mean, there's. I, I mean, so. I mean, let's hope it goes seven. six or seven. Yeah, let's hope it's it looking that way yeah. for sure. Let's hope it goes seven. Oh dear! Looks like uh, Kansas City has scored against. It's Houston. it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing though. Even though they lost, and I was obviously disappointed because like I I stayed later. I stayed up later than I wanted to. Um, right. I've been I've been waking up at three this week. Um, but what what an amazing game! I mean, even though they lost, that, that even a casual uh, baseball fan uh, I think would have enjoyed that one, as long as it was. Yeah, a casual fan like me. Uh, Absolutely enjoyed it. It was it was it was it was it was crazy. I mean, I'm 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 like Ron. You know, the the Dodgers do have a. I mean, if it had been Dodgers Yankees, there'd be no question who I who I would root for. I would root for. But but Dodgers you guys are Astros, Texas boys, though. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I I understand. I mean, uh, I don't know if Ron's old enough to remember, but the Dodgers used to be the hated Dodgers in uh, in Houston. They were they were the Astros' biggest rivals. I remember in the Jose Cruz days. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you had Mike Scott, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, so that's why it was hard for me to like Fernando, to be honest with you, back when I was a kid, because I was a big Astros fan back then. So how now, much, how much, do you guys do you does do most uh, people follow the the Astros, or are they are, are there significant Rangers uh, fan base? I think the Rangers fan not, base not got bigger in Houston for Astros for sure, but I think like around the state, like around here, out of the Chickies, I think it's more Rangers than Astros. But now it's you know. You know, th- this is a very bandwagon, uh, a bandwagon group here in Texas. So I guarantee yeah. you, it's now more Astros and Rangers. Well, the the Clippers are in popular he, now. Over in, in, I, I'm safe here in LA. Like that, I'm still in LA. In Houston, you had the Astros in the playoffs many, many years. You know, with the killer bees and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, they had they they've had a pretty good fan base for for you know some years. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The Astros uh, in Southeast Texas, and you know, maybe bleeding a little into the Valley are are, are the team. But for the most part, uh, but again, th- that changes because in the '80s it was all Astros and a little Rangers. Now it's more Rangers, and it's just because of who's playing better at the time. So, but uh, no, it was. Uh, I was I was a big Astros fan for sure back then. So yeah, Fernando, Fernando, and I didn't get along very well. I, I respected him, but uh, Nolan Ryan, that's uh, that's the guy I remember. Well, as a matter of fact, you all you know who I mean the the the, the team is is being run by Nolan's kid. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. Wow. From yeah. The, from the eighties, I remember Nikoro. I remember Mike Scott. I remember Kevin Bass. I remember uh, Billy Hatcher. Billy Hatcher, the catcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jose Cruz. Oh, Loved other, Jose Cruz. The other catcher was uh, was Ashby, I think. Alan. Alan Ashby, right? Yeah, yeah, Alan Ashby. So I mean, those are the guys that I remember. And Glenn uh, Davis. Glenn Davis, for some reason, and I think this may have been 
Didn't Biggio join in toward the end of that run too? Uh, you're, yeah, he was a rookie in the late eighties. So yes, he yeah, he Biggio was a catcher of all yeah, things. He, yeah, he, he came in catcher. as a catcher. Um, but, you know, the Astros, the Astros just came up that, as far as I know, because they signed that one dude, uh, A Rod, right? They gave him all kinds of money. No, that was those are the Rangers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Or the what did I say? The Rangers. That's what I meant. As, as a kid. As well, you know kid, what? As a kid, I used before to like things. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. As, as a kid, I liked the Glenn Davis a lot, but then you know, I remember my dad would used to tell me, "Ah, he's worthless." But oh, but look, look, he hits home runs and he does it. He does that. And this is before sabermetrics and stuff like that. But you know, my, I remember my, you know, my boss made a comment to me. He's like, every time the team really needs him, you know, he he, he chokes. And it's like, you know, because now, you know, like, you know, which players are like, you know, clutch, but they have to walk off home runs or they have these game-altering RBIs and, and that type of stuff. So, like, you know, the more I started painting this interest in these type of things, it's like, you know, you're right. Glenn Davis kind of chokes when you really need him. Yeah. I do remember that. Now, I think we probably, before we uh, before we go too off, too off on the, but before I should circle back and yeah, go back to soccer. Here. Jump back into the soccer talk. Although, it, you know, it was. Uh, uh oh, oh no. guard dog! Somebody woke the guard dog up. Someone doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Dodgers, Dodgers." What she was that, saying. That doesn't feed his dog. All right. So 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 back to soccer. Uh, the Pecho Frio, Joel, your 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 boy, uh, your boy Chucky scored another one today. That's eight goals in Holland. He's Pecho Frio in big games. So I mean, in, in, not mm-hmm. Holland, dude. Anything Holland related, he's gonna cakewalk. Put put him in Champions League. I, w- I want to see once he gets to Champions League. Yeah. Once he's at the Bernabeu. You want to see? You want to see him? Once he's at the Theater of Dreams, yeah, I, w- I want to see yeah. him there. You do have to admit, though, that his recent performances, and granted, they haven't been the most pressure-filled uh, games, but he has done well with the national team. And, but, what and... Me- but what Mexican hasn't done well in Holland? No, they can't have the you national could, team. You could send Paleta Esqueda to Holland. Well, yeah, no, I'm just talking about the national team. I mean, like... No, uh, I'm a where... big critic of his, and he, he's, he's played well his last couple games. He misses a lot, but he, he has scored, and he's taken advantage of his opportunities. So you're saying he could be scoring more goals in Holland? I think he could be scoring more goals for the national team. I haven't watched Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he ended up the leading scorer for Mexico in the Hex. I know he had like three in the last couple games. See if we can get those uh, stats. Yeah, I'll have to... So is it just because Holland is a league where they they play no D? Is is that what's going on, or is he actually... uh, He's you know, he's good. There's never been doubt that he's good. Uh, but for me, uh, I always knew he was going to do good in Holland, especially with PSV. You know, right. It's, it's pretty much top three team consistently. Um, so I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not I'm not surprised to see him do good. I mean, I I, I firmly believe that he, that he could have. Uh... Playing in a better league for a better team and had no problem doing it, but uh, you, you I put, guess we'll find out next year. You put Jurgen Dam at PSV. Does he do as well? Oh yes. heavens no! Oh stop! <laughs> Just stop! What, so Mex- what Mexican hasn't? No, done. he wouldn't. Tell me. No, but tell he wouldn't do Mexican. as well. 
He would. But he would be ridiculous. Well. He wouldn't do as well. He would do Maybe almost as well. One Mexican that went to Holland and had to come back. No, we're not discussing that though. I'm saying you're you're being silly to say that he would be as good. I mean, was There's he as chance. good in the Mexican league? No. Okay, as good, not as good, but he would do good. He he would be a good player. They would be singing songs for him. Yeah. There you go. What song would they sing for him? You think, Hoyd? They, they sing the same song to all of them. Cielito Lindo. It's Cielito Lindo, but uh, they chant your name to the tune of Cielito Lindo. They also do uh, Mi Amigo insert name. I mean, even for the people that they were calling uh, Masa Tronco, even he did really good in that, uh, you know. Well, that's where Masa ended up uh, learning. That's where he improved. Yeah, he, he absolutely improved. <laughs> oh, that's because you guys didn't see him in Chivas, man. Come on. No, he, to a Libertadores no, he, final, he won as a league title. Oh, he wasn't as good on. as he won after after he come came on. back. No, hey, what, come on. Hey, is that Jolie praising the back. Dutch school? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, profe. Profe, hey, come here. Guys? He, he, this guy just shows up to Barrer, so you can't hear him. He's going to pick up the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch people, it's like you, you, yeah, you know. Esto es Chiva contra Chiva. <laughs> oh, shit. We're rolling Man, we haven't had a good Chiva contra Chiva in a long time. Have at it, boys. <laughs> well, the, 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 well, this is this a three-way now. You realize that. We have a three-way. Uh, you know, you know, things you know might get awkward. Things might get awkward. Go ahead. I think we're scared. We're, we're scared to anger uh, Chapo's nephew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and how, how so? Please elaborate. <laughs> Profe Camarayas joins us. Juan Uribe, please, please elaborate, señor. So, uh, Profe, <laughs> since we have you on, how will Almeida be remembered when he ultimately leaves Chivas as the as the Copa Mekis campeonissimo guy or for the guy that won one title? Uh, both. But but I think Jolie's going to remember the the campeonissimo uh, Copa Mekis title more. I think there's a little bit more. Uh, what do they call it? The Florero Mekis? I don't know, man. I've heard people call it that. <clears throat> you know, so, I'm, hope, I'm hoping he'll be remembered for being the guy that uh, that kind of brought Chivas to the to the forefront of of youth, uh, you know, Mexican youth players, uh, their development, and you know, quality talents coming through the ranks again. But I guess you know, he needs a little bit more time. Uh, is he is he going to get the time, Profit? Well, Isn't he the recipient of of high high purchases and players being brought in instead of youth? I mean, they've spent upwards of what, like fifty million dollars to bring oh, guys man. in. Yes, defend that, Cambiarayas. Oh, yeah, Cambiarayas. Oh. <laughs> Cam- Cambiarayas, you have no. Well, <laughs> what the only signings he's had is, is what a Pulido and. And Pineda, right? He, he, when he was uh, Marron and Pizarro, 
Tule was already negotiated when he when he got there, right? And so was uh, Jerry Pereira. He's already there. Uh, uh, no, he they brought him when he was there. They brought and Gallito. Don't forget, don't forget Gallito. Um, and Hulit, and Hulit, and Hulit, who might be coming back. They, they sacked Caixinha, so they might as well send him to Chivas with with him and Gulit. And they could send Eduardo Herrera. Yeah. So they're they're gonna need him, man. We could we could send Fierro to to Scotland and to uh, Scotland, <laughs> so he can, he can pay the iron price. He could, <laughs> hey, he, he he did help Chivas win though. Nice that Chivas goal in the Copa came out of a uh, Fierro. He was fouled. It led to the free kick. That's but that's like that that's like the third hockey assist, Joel. <laughs> hey, but he assisted, you know. It's, it's not his fault they put him all over the place. I think he's very unfortunate in that sense. You, you know what the harsh thing is about Carlos Fierro is that uh, when he comes off the field and, and the announcers have to say something about him, <laughs> it's never it's never nice. <laughs> they said, well, I mean, the, the, the most polite thing they could say they said last night again was, well, you know, he he did run a lot. He he did he, you know he did he did run a lot. He hustled. Mucho desgaste. Yeah, exactly. Is that a, that, I, it, I I think he would make a great right Brown? back. Is that what you're saying? You know that you're absolutely right, Rigo, because he has terrible ball skills, but he's, he's fast and skills. can defend. He's fast and he can defend. Yeah. yeah Just so like, you might as well I mean, throw him back there and put. I'm, I'm sorry, Rigo. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. You can go. Why doesn't he play right back? I don't know. Like I, I feel like he should play right back, and Brizuela should play right wing, and you're still gonna get. Dude, you've been well, Temple's injured. Like he's injured. Like he's injured. Oh, that's uh, why. That's why Brizuela's playing right now. That is that is very very interesting. Oh. No, well, moving, uh, yeah, doing that swap because I mean, why is Conejito playing right back? He's he's a thousand times better offensively than Carlos Fierro. Carlos Fierro gets two left feet when when he gets into the final third. <laughs> he, he, he works. He, he presses more, you know, than Conejito. No, I understand that. Well, well, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, what, 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 why is it that you guys can see this as loyal? Well, some of you are more loyal than others, Chivas fans. <laughs> well, and well, are, you, uh, are, you, are you a Chivas fan now, or is that Chiquis? No, no, I'm talking about you, Cambiarayas. That's why we call you Cambiarayas. You know, I think we've seen it with a lot of the coaches. They're just, they, they like You're to stuck in their ways. sometimes to, to some other yeah. ideas. Like, they, they'll be stubborn, like they're just going to. But, I mean, who seriously believes, watching Carlos Fierro and and and, and, uh, and Isaac Brizuela and think, yeah, Carlos Fierro is better offensively than, than Conejito, so we're going we're gonna to make Conejito play right back and then let this guy play, you know, <laughs> the guy who, you it know, you know be, the balls you know bounce off him like a, like a fronton wall. But, but it's it's like cool. it be, I think it could be the fact that they, he likes to play the ball from the back a lot. And to, in order to play the ball from the back, you need to have possession and ball control, and Fierro just doesn't have it. So that could be a reason why he doesn't do that switch. I mean, that's just my like what I'm thinking of why he doesn't do it. I think Fierro trips and falls into uh, good situations, you know, like, you know, like draws a foul while he's falling, you know, falling off balance. He gets a lucky call. What's the name of the uh, of the gardener 
Mr. Bean. Oh, Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner in the movie Being There. Have y'all ever seen y'all, have y'all seen Being There? No, I I'm not. I uh, it's it's Peter Sellers' last movie. I highly recommend it. Anyway, so it's it's this guy just he just was a gardener for for for, for an old rich gentleman in Washington D.C. The guy dies. He has nowhere to go. He ends up, he ends up advising the president. It's it's a really good movie. Um, it seems like Carlos Fierro is the Chauncey Gardner of 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 Chivas. He just happens to be there, and just and the stuff just happens for him. <laughs> but you know what? The team plays a lot better when he's up the field. Uh, when he's up. off the field or on the field? <laughs> when he's not in the lineups. You know, when he's on the bench, you know, like uh, it's supporting from there. Like the team just improves. So, so he supports. So you you think that his his best position is to hand the guys their warm ups when 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 they come off the field. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, he should be the water boy, the towel boy. Well, he he could very well be gone next season. Uh, I know Yeta wants him out. Uh, where would he? Where is he going to go? He's got so many opportunities that you know. Colibri, like, man, I don't know any any team that would take him. I don't. I don't see him in in another Liga MX team. So why is that, Hoyt? Well, just because he didn't produce, and if you're a striker, you're held to very high standards, especially Mexican strikers. You know, you're, you're. He very rarely plays. Don't you have though. to score a goal? Yeah, he's like a winger, isn't he? He's not really. He's yeah, a but they, they put him all over the place. Like they put him all over the place, you know. Well, so. yeah, but but regardless, if you're no, playing no, on the front goes, three, you have to score. Yeah. <laughs> and he scores like like a goal like like every two or three years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm I'm being serious. Well, I will go to Segunda or come to MLS. I I still think he has a future. He just needs to be with a coach that believes in him. I'm a, I'm the Czech will believe in him. A, a shot across a, a Michelada God's bow because I think the most important principle for a defender, you know, a right back is to be able to defend. <laughs> you know, no, I, I think so too. Then, you know, the, the secondary skills are obviously, I mean, you do want well-rounded players, but Almeida, but that's what... His job as a, as a, as a, as chief as the octopus man was to be the doctor, the coach, and and you know everything in between. You know the cook and the the nutritionist and, and the, the barrendero, masajista. I I just think, I think that's that's I think that's the only reasoning why he's not putting him oh, as, right. as a right back. Um, oh, dude, you were just gonna start the Chivas contra Chivas. You, you, <laughs> I mean, I'm just. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. Maybe it's this one. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, one of the things I want to do was, uh, tonight was talk a little housekeeping. I think we have to get rid of our our Chivas, our Chivas TV sound effect because because Chivas TV I think is dead. Yeah, there hasn't been any talk about it, which it should have been obvious. That was the price of the game last night was on Chivas TV in Mexico. They they canceled Chivas TV and Emilia uh, Scarga Jean quits. Uh, uh, but maybe I'm, I'm digressing. Uh, you know, steps down as CEO. But you know what? I, I want before uh, John. All I wanted to say was that um, what, what happened with Polito? Didn't he get? Uh, 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 he was in an accident because he was. Uh, he crashed the car. He, no. They haven't. I haven't well, seen the news, but he he hit a car so, and then he. Suppose, supposedly he wasn't driving. His passengers come from a concert. 
and prostitution, they, they got hit. Shocking numbers. The kid liked the wettest bleak and everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so, I love it. You know what? And I feel vindicated because I told you guys earlier that that Guadalajara was like a big party town, and you and you said, well, you know, they, they didn't ban alcohol in, in, in Scotland and all these other countries. Yeah, but the players. You know, for some reason in Guadalajara, you have, uh, you know, Don Marquito. Who hey, was, uh, Juan, I'm going to I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Monterrey is, is a big party town. Mexico City is a big party town. Leon is a big party town. Torreon. Well, maybe, well, maybe not as much in Torreon. They're all big party towns, dude. There's, there's this madre every night for those guys. You mean uh, uh, in, in all of Mexico? So the whole of Mexico... You name practically every city. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can pretty much party in every city, in every city in Mexico. Yeah, the thing, the deal is, it's but, back to Jermaine Jones' argument of going to Europe. When you're at home and you're comfortable and you're the main guy at Chivas, you're you you get you get lazy, man. You get used to things. You don't feel the pressure, and then you go out and party and foolish do foolish things. And hey, everybody, we're all gonna get laid. <laughs> Well, well I, I, don't, mean, I don't blame him too much. I mean, I mean, he was injured. Yeah, he's so, injured. But so he was that, he wasn't concentrated with the team? Was that concert? No, no, but he played. He played uh, over the weekend, didn't he? No, he didn't. No, he didn't play that game. Oh, he didn't. Oh, so he was just so uh, he was instead of rehabilitating his injury, he was out drinking and smoking and hanging out with members of the opposite. He wasn't shows. driving. Was, was he? Was he partying with Snoop Dogg? Not part of I don't know. Like, they, like, a lot of details haven't come out yet, but supposedly he wasn't driving. But it was his car. Yeah. Hoyle, you seem to have your uh, your ear to the ground when it comes to good juicy pieces of, of Chivas gossip. What's uh what's the what's what's the reality with, with Pulido? I don't know. The last thing I heard was that uh they didn't let one of the dudes talk. So who knows? He probably was driving. They're just of they're course, he was. covering up for him. They're just covering up. Yeah, Pulido, man, he's he's. I can't wait till his uh, his biography on Netflix comes out. You know, everything from escaping. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be a behind the music or? Uh... Pretty much, because because I mean, he did escape a kidnapping. You know, he was captured. He 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 did a. He beat up a guy to escape. But you yeah, know, Hoyle, I saw the outfit. I saw the outfit he was chop. wearing when he, I think that the people were doing like a, they were like <laughs> they were they were doing a uh, you know doing public service, service by by, by, <laughs> oh yeah, by by hiding him Get, with the outfit that he was hipsters. wearing when he was kidnapped, cleaning the city exactly. from hipsters. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, he supposedly you know karate fought the guy, took the gun from him. So who knows, man? Ulido could be like. Secret agent Pulido, you know. Luckily, part of uh, like that just goes to show that you know being swole has <laughs> its, has its advantages. Yeah, but he still gets injured. He breaks his bones every every now and then. Oh man, yeah, he's you know what, though, that, that he needs to have uh, uh, by that guy in a, in a, in the in, in the classical man. That was a straight up thirty tackle. Yeah, you, but you know what? A lot of these Chiwa guys next season, they, they really need to be on it. Because if they want to make well, the does, does squad, winning, 
does winning Copa make you? Oh, I see what you're saying about the players. Please continue. No, yeah, because you have a lot that have good possibilities of making that squad. You know, there's always injuries and unfortunate things like that that happen. So you you at least want to be in that in that group. Uh, well, that, you, you know what? There, a, a few podcasts ago, Jolie, I was talking about. I was trying to remember uh, a player's name, and and uh, so I, I I looked it up because I wanted to make sure you know, next time I was on. Uh, Edson Torres was a player that that. Uh, um, there's a press conference that uh, Almeida gave, and he mentions this player. And I think, if I heard correctly, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't have my notes with me, but he mentioned that the player, physically, uh, the young players were not physically ready to to compete. And so, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> Last year. Is this something you get that angry about? Good lord. You don't you don't check here, dude? What 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 kind of chief are you? You're criticizing me? Guy, come on. I'm 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 still trying to piece together what you said, Juan. I'm what I made up said was that the youth players they did not they they did not have the the physical they were not physically ready to compete in the league. So that's why you know, that's why the performance would be like up and down. I don't agree with him. But then again, they did clean. Look, you you blame Higuera for, he cleaned house with the whole, you know, the whole, a lot of the trainers that were there, a lot of the youth coaches, he cleaned house. I mean, if so now you're saying the players aren't ready. And when before they were debuting players at 17, 18, then uh, you have to blame those coaches for not having them ready. Well, that's the coaches that he fired because the, the players that are trying to debut are, are within, you know, the last – that should have been ready within the last two, three years. I, I um, know I know Almeida wanted to bring his people, and that did not happen. That, that did not happen. He didn't – he wasn't able to bring his youth coaches. And, and there's a – Boys, um, this, 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 this Chiva contra Chivas is, is losing steam. You guys are – we're listening. We're listening oh, yeah, you, guys, you, guys, you guys are losing your captive audience. Chivas, don't make me laugh. So, so maybe we can. I, I do want to wrap it up. I want to ask y'all one question. Okay, so obviously Chivas is, is going to do nothing in the in the, in, the, in the Hold league. On. Hang on, no, hang on, say no. Hey, 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 hey. Cambia rayas. Is that so? Well, who made you pulp in this dump? Huh? Hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> No, uh, so so yeah, well, yeah, Juan, what what is your your last uh, your last uh, well, look, your last uh, retort? You you guys were criticizing the the Dutch uh, the Dutch league uh, for being inferior. That was me. That was me. You're, you guys were praising it because Massa. I mean, when Massa was over there, he was playing for PSV. He he was benching a, a, a you know a Netherlands national team starter, uh, Dirk Marcellus, I think is the name, if I remember correctly. And uh, and now you have uh, uh, Mr. Remember, uh, Jolie was calling uh, uh, Chucky Lozano a Petro Frio, and and now look at him banging. He called him a Petro Frio again tonight. <laughs> I, I said, see, you call him Petro Frio against against the really big teams. So I'm saying, when he goes into Champions League and, and he's playing at the at the Bernabeu, then then I'll see right there. You know, he doesn't have to dominate them, but when he does get that opportunity, I want to see him take it. You know, like like what was it in the um. In the Olympics. Oh, I, I, in the Olympics when he fell against Germany, what was that? Well, yeah, yeah. he choked, he choked, uh, he choked hard. 
Tecatito uh, was one of the reasons. Uh, <clears throat> what's his name got fired? Fuck, I can't remember now. Uh, uh, with the U20. Oh, uh, 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 Pajarito, or was it Paloma, something? I think it was Pajarito like that. But anyway, Joey, so you're saying, uh, uh, you're saying if, if, if Ron goes Raul to No. If, if Ron goes to Whataburger, you know, to break the slump, you're, you're saying it's a bad thing. It's a no. No, but I wouldn't call him a Petrofrio, you know, because he's, he's, you know, it wouldn't get rid of the Petrofrio because you're, you're, you're picking up Gordiwapas. All right. Midnight at Whataburger. Well, see, boy, I didn't think I'd have to use this one tonight, but. Oy vatos. Let's get back to soccer. Wow. <laughs> that was fast, John. Yeah, even. Uh, oh, oh, Houston. No, oh, Houston did score. Dynamo in extra time. Vicente Sanchez, who's got to be in his late 30s. Oh, man, that guy's still around. Yeah, he made yeah. a great play. <laughs> he made a, and, uh, just a fantastic. You know what he is for, uh, for, for Wilma Cabrera, who's the Houston coach? Uh, uh, Vicente Sanchez is his uh, Chirindrina, his, his Damian Alvarez. Oh. He's the guy that he brings in when he absolutely has to have a goal. This is the Uruguay, Uruguayan uh, that played with Toluca? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good player. The national team player, too. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, well, he just set up. Uh, he just set up Houston's uh, Houston's first goal. So, so my question to you, Chivas fans. Okay, so they're not going to make the Liguilla. If they win Copa Mekis, is that a is that a reasonable consolation prize for no, knowing what what you guys all to a to a man except for Rigo, who, if I'm not mistaken, Rigo, I think I believe you said that Chivas was going to win the uh, win the league. But anyway, is is winning Copa Mekis is that uh, is that enough of a consolation prize? It, it's so. not done, but I will still celebrate it. I will still celebrate. Yeah. You you would still go to the Minerva, Coed. You would still go to the Minerva. No, not Minerva, but it's still so, nice Minerva, having those cups. The Minerva in your mind. I think uh, <laughs> I think I think it's a good enough excuse to to finish a tequila bottle. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask: how many how many fingers are we talking? Like like three fingers, or like or like three hands? Look, because, I mean, if, what would be the difference if we made a Liguilla but we didn't win? But they're not going to make the Liguilla. No, I'm just saying, what would be the difference? There really wouldn't be a difference if we made it, we don't win La Liguilla, but we win Copa MX. Yeah. I think it's a pretty big difference not making, of, of, not making, of, 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 of not being one of the eight best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's a bit of a cop. That there's no difference between making the Liguilla and not making the Liguilla. Because, because making the Liguilla no, means you at least have a chance. A, no, right. you have no but, chance. but if we don't win it, then we still didn't win. I, I mean, I get it. Maybe. You know, it's, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a cop out. I'm just saying, like it. Uh, it lessens the it lessens well, the quality of the Copa MX. If a if a non Liga team wins it, then what does that say for Copa MX? It says wait, that it's a different tournament. It said oh, that, 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 that they took the other tournament. <clears throat> No, that's a. So you're, you're saying like, uh, like if if Pumas were to win it, is that what you're saying, Beto? Yeah. If Pumas were to win it, it'd be like, man, Copa MX. That's like a, a Liga de Ascenso team should win it. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just praying, praying for Pumas to get four more points in these next three games. Liga de Ascenso teams are playing on this tournament, man. If one were to win. Then the campionissimo that Pern talks about would be even more laughable. I don't. I don't think so, Chickies. Look, 
the more these cups get played, the more the Copa MX gets played. So you know, little by little, it's going to start getting more, more prestige again because it, it used to be held in higher regard. You know, it, it's a shame that the league got rid of it. Fans didn't seem to care, and then when they bring it back, the media plays a big part in in devaluing it. You know, and and I understand a lot of times clubs don't take it serious, but we we shouldn't we shouldn't as fans or even the media make it less. You know, we should value our tournaments. We we should we should um encourage more competition. And and you do see it with certain teams where well, like Querétaro winning it for the first time ever, their their first ever win of of a trophy in Liga MX, and and that was like a big deal for them. I would love to see Mexico play uh a, like a statewide or or a nationwide high school level tournament that would where the, like there's like what 30 31 32 staff I forget how many numbers of states there are in Mexico but but then have them all you know then do like a straight off one off game tournament uh the the, the state champs then then play national I, I think that would just be uh, uh, just a huge slam dunk. It, it it would jump, but but see, we don't we don't value that stuff. I think it's just it's just missing from Mexican culture, man. It, we just don't seem to care, you know. We we have to see someone else do it to be like, all right, you know that that looks good. Uh, even, and even if we have better, I was someone posted a while back on on Reddit. I was I was checking their soccer page. And they posted a video clip of Copa Libertadores, which was 2007 or 2008. It was uh, America versus River Plate. And America had Cabañas. And uh, River Plate had Simeone as coach. And they had, um, goddamn, they had these, uh, I think, Alexis. They had um, they had a pretty good squad. Game they had Falcao. Yeah, yeah, Falcao. He had didn't recognize him. He had like a big, you know, his hair was like he, he looked like an '80s rocker. And uh, and and yeah, and one of the Chileans. I can't remember which one. Uh, but re- really strong squad, and, and it was four to three win for America. Really exciting game, and I was like, it, it kind of sucks. We've been missing that now for a couple years, and it's like no one really cared, you know. The, and I bet you that Joel, the the stands, uh, in the in the Azteca were probably maybe half full for that game. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the stands. It was, they didn't show them. I would have liked to see it. But I mean, you know, now, now we look at Simeone or some of these other players, and it's like we forget we were playing against them. You know. No, Mexico. In Mexico, they downplay the Copa, but like in Spain, Copa del Rey is a big deal. Uh, England, the Community Shield. Yeah. Well, the FA um, Cup is the, is the, the FA is the Cup. Point. But even the community, I mean, Arsene Wenger has been at Arsenal just for 20 years off Community Shields and one undefeated season. <laughs> Dude, Community Shield is, 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 is the Super Copa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nothing. <laughs> You know what? Um, wait, wait till, uh, wait till Club America wins Florero uh, MX. I mean, uh, they're they're going so for that, it. That's when it becomes a legit cup, right? There. That's right. 
Blue America is definitely going for it this season. By the way, I haven't seen the bracket. I know that Hawaii posted on our Facebook page. Did uh... America Carreto? Did, uh, is the uh, do they have like the full bracket where they show you know who the, the winners play who in the semifinals or is it just or is it just who's playing or do they redraw that every uh, at, at at every stage? Yeah, I, I I'm not sure on that. Good question, John. Because I was hearing, I'm saying there could be a possible super classico final. No, I, I think it is. I think it is a draw because I'm looking at the uh, seeds. And like for example, they have you know America seven, and they have you know Querétaro fifteen, and then they have Santos which is six, and then you know Monterrey was number three. So it's not that like that snake picking order where the highest seed plays the the, the lowest seed. So I, I think it is a draw here, if I'm not mistaken. So who knows? I mean, if it is based on draw, we may see some uh, some backdoor poly tricking and. They may want to yeah. see a Chivas. Back, back yeah, they may want to see a Chivas uh, America. That would be uh, as, the, as, the, as the ref. You do you uh, y'all do realize that if that did happen and it became and it became like a classic, a cl- like a three-two you know thriller, that that it, it would it would it would it would absolutely firmly legitimize this tournament. And it would, it would, it would, it would you know with, with whoever with whoever wins. I, I guarantee you, Vergara, uh, and then we're probably going to ask for for a neutral ref, like from like maybe like a guy, a Geiger or somebody. Bring in, bring in Pierluigi Colina. Yeah. Bring him out of retirement. Or like that coach. What's the name? The Salvadorian ref Mexico gets. Oh Sometimes. yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good uh, guy. He's, oh, Joel he's like the best ref, and he's going to be a World Cup ref. He's a really good ref. You talking about Joel Aguilar? Yeah. Good guy, Aguilar. Yes. Oh, ref the final. Vicente Sanchez just missed us. Wow. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, but it would, it would absolutely, it would, it would legitimize that tournament for sure. Carlos Guerrero, they they got something in common for they're they're going to be good for carrying a. Uh, uh, your your clothes? No, what what do they call that? Uh, uh, it's it's not a bag. It's a uh, well, it's like a bag, but it's what your man purse? It's not a bag, but it's like a bag. Uh, it's got some of them got wheels on. It's them. a satchel. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing charades every time Prophet say something. There's skills in there. <laughs> skills. Prophet, you should be able to use a drawing pad. The one pack of wood. <laughs> it's like a bag, but That's it's not a, a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a sack? <laughs> you wear it around your waist. <laughs> no, you don't wear it. Do you pull it? Are you Is it a fanny? A fanny pack? Oh, you know what it is, dude. It's a maleta. Pull it. We're talking about masa again. What? Oh, dang. <laughs> Why are you hitting a Massa, dude? He was good. He's one of my favorite uh, uh, my, players, actually. Massa you know, might, might have to make an appearance on the on, on the final twenty three. Why, uh, Rafa's not going to? What do you think? What do you think of Lines making the final three, final cut? 
Lainez, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch his uh, his his World Cup uh, games because they were on at four in the morning. Uh, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch those. But I, I know I, but I rather, what I, every I report I read that he was, he was he was clearly the the best player of, of, yeah. of, of yeah, like like not even close, right? Yeah, I only watched one game, and but you're right, everything was like they kept saying it was Lainez plus ten, you know, which I think he shouldn't cool. have gone. Yeah, I don't think he should have gone either. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, and but like the last, the last match that you know that he played and stuff like that, you had a. Uh, I was watching it on YouTube, uh, and like you had uh, what's his name Blaybowski, and you had uh, Orbanianos. They just kept going on and on because he he got substituted late in the game. But he's saying you know the, you know the kid the kid's playing really well, you know. How did he play in the in the in, against Cruz Azul? He did he did very well. He did he did very well. Um, it's I'm just you know I'm just because I've read a couple of things on you know on, on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm just wondering it's like you know people are kind of like maybe calling on him to to get called into the you know for the final 23. It would be interesting. I mean I mean they had Ronaldo and they had Ronaldo at the you know in the '94 World Cup at 17. He didn't play, right. but it's like you get that experience, you know. I mean, I would probably be totally fine with it. Yeah, you know what I was, I was I listening. I, to, I was listening to some guys on the radio uh, that Jolie recommends. They they were saying that uh, that uh, Osorio's not going to call up the Dos Santos brothers, and that the next call ups will show what his real final twenty three will will look like, or more closely. So, if he's on that list, I, I, I would like to see. I would like to see Marquez if he's healthy, if he can play not ninety minutes, but he can play at least forty five minutes. I'd like to see Marcus, and I'd like to see Lainez. You know, I'd like to see them in, in the final. You know. Uh... Well, I mean, if, if if Rafa, like you said, if he, if he's healthy and 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 will. <laughs> Why didn't you just take Rafa as, a, as an auxiliar or something? What's that? Why didn't you just take Rafa as like an assistant coach or something? Instead of using a, a position on him. Because you're never gonna, because not all 23 players play, you know? And, and, and right, I think, they don't. And I, and I do think... Okay, it would, it would allow Rafa to tie a record, which would be five, which is with, uh, with, with Garbaja, it would be five World Cups. Yeah, five, and, I, and I think it would be a better, because I mean, not to knock on the goalkeepers, but... There's a big, there's a world of difference between playing five World Cups as a keeper and playing five World Cups as a as a as a yeah. player. Uh, and, and I, and I, I think, think the only other guy that did it was uh, Lothar. Yeah, Mateos. Yeah, and uh, I, I just think I just think that it's it's you know it's time where you know Mexican you know they they start respecting the Mexican player a little bit more. You know, respecting their their trajectory and their. I, I just think it would be a smart thing, you know, a nice thing to do. And, and it's like, I remember a couple months back, they had the, uh, you know, on, on Picante, they had like, you know, Hugo Sanchez and then he's like defending, you know, Marquez. It's like, yes, just, you know, because of the hierarchy, the, the trajectory, you know, and because, you know, we need to protect our, and, and, you know, our stars and stuff like that. I, I think that he, he makes a case for Marquez going to the World Cup. Well, if he's. Uh, I don't know what the, what the word I would use, but if, but if he's let's just say available, then I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna be on the final twenty three. Yeah. 
So, all this talk about Linus and and Rafa going to the World Cup. Linus. Who's going to be the fringe player that's going to be left off? Because if it's a semi good player, uh, there's going to be some Jimmy's rustled. You take like a, a Rafa or Linus. I mean, there's always going to be you know there's always going to be Jimmy Russell, but the thing about it is if Cuauhtémoc Blanco is going to be you know call, not called, I'm okay with another player not 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 making it, you know. But I, I see I see the reason I say Linus and the reason I say Rafa Marquez is because Linus. This is not a this is not a Televisa you know marketing job. Kid has some serious skills at his age. You know, you know. Granted, look, if if he was if he was twenty years old, no. You know, he'd be the flavor of the month. Maybe, maybe, you know, start considering him for the next cycle. But then, so when he came in at the next sixteen, and this kid is really showing maturity at his age, I think it's something that you, that you need to you, you need to basically. Not you know hold his hand, but guide him. It's like, dude, kid, you have a lot of talent. You just have to stay the path. You have to be disciplined. You have to train. You have to do this, and, and, and show him that you know, like if the federation and the coach really has faith in this guy, I think he will. I but think but, will but you know, yeah, Osorio does do the rotation, so he's likely to use every single player, to maybe the two goalkeepers. The reserve keepers. Um, so, I mean, can you see him fitting in Osorio's? I mean, if Osorio doesn't call him up in the next Moleros, chances are he won't take him. I don't think Osorio would take players just to have him there. I do think he's going to go. He's going to do that at the World Cup. You know, he's going to use every player. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think you're... And I would be perfectly okay with that, too. I think you may be right, Holly, but I just think that, you know, it's, I think it's wishful, wishful thinking, but I would take Rafa and I would take Linus for the reasons I stated. But knowing Osorio, he's going to He'll do, take neither. Uh, yeah, he'll take neither and he'll number. He'll take Julio Peña. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was calling him, man. He was. You know, I know that we make fun of Hulit, but he has scored. A, he has scored a few goals playing in the, in, the, in the Scottish league. He was he was the first season he came. He was Chivas' leading goal scorer. He scored eight goals. Um, you know, I'm not it's a skewed stat. Huh? It's a skewed stat. Why? Scored like five from penalty kicks. <laughs> he still scored it, man. When, when Hulit was with the Leon, I mean, he. I thought that this. He kind of resembled in many instances of Boca Bautista when he was in his prime. I mean, the, yeah, he had a, he had a really good, uh, really good spell at, at Leon. And, and it's like, and he didn't want to go to Chile. Kind of like, kind of like how uh, Ramon Ravid didn't want to go to America. <laughs> he, he did not. He didn't have a say. He didn't want to go to Chile. I saw he that went, press conference. I was actually in Guadalajara one day when they announced it. <sighs> And he was crying. He was, he was bawling out, man. He didn't want to leave his compadre. <laughs> it's too much pressure being Caballero Aguila, dude. Was... You know what? And, and I've said this before many times. There's certain, you know, when you play with America, when you play with, I don't know about this, I don't know about this, I don't know about this. 
No, but no, I'm kidding. You're right. You know, <laughs> when you play with America, when you play with Chivas, there's pressure. It, no matter, I mean, they, they criticize you for how you play, how, for how you act, how you dress, you know, for everything, anything and everything. When you play with those type of clubs like Puebla, Leon, and stuff like that, for the player, I'm not saying that there's no criticism, but it's, it seems like it's a little easier for them. Well, I mean, that was Darwin Quintero's. Uh, when yeah. they asked him, said, you know, well, what's the difference? And he's like, oh, well, let me tell you. And he, you know, goes on like on a five minute, you know, he's like, you know, uh, you know, I, I, when I was in Torreon, I could walk to the thing. Yeah, I could walk to the practice here. And, you know, you know, I live five miles away. It takes two hours because of traffic. He just goes down the list. He's like, you know, it's just huge. You know, just, it's hard to, hard, hard to adapt. And, you know, just, just, you just one after another, after another. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, I I I I've absolutely see that. I would probably add uh, Monterrey and, and, and Tigres just, but just because of the, of the enormous local pressure they face. But but I see that their fan base is a little bit more supportive than than let's say Chivas in America or even Cruz Azul because it, it, at, at a at a note they'll turn on you quick. Whereas Monte, I'm not saying that Monterrey and all they're all you know fair weather and and blind you know, but. But I, I think their fan base, they're a little bit more supportive. And even when they're down, they'll try to lift them up. But you're, but you're right. They, they have an amazing uh, fan base. Yeah, the uh, other fan bases are, well, let's just call them a little more abrasive. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, a little more. Uh, I, I believe the Spanish word is bravo. Yeah. Like they were, like Cruz Azul, they were, their fans were chanting, donde están los huevos or something like that recently, like. You know, you know, I wanted to talk about Cruz Azul and uh, it's a shame Lord Metal did not join us. Yeah, why Why didn't he accept Why didn't he accept the, the invite? He thought we were Cruz Azul, but it's not. I mean, I, no, we've had, we had Jason, remember when we had Jason and we had a really well conversation. Um, But I, I want to say, because they just lost recently, um, they lost their previous game, so their next two games are pretty di- pretty difficult. They're playing Tigres, and then yeah. they're facing Morelia, who is a tricky Played opponent. really well. Yeah, and uh, two defeats could send them out. They could very well miss <laughs> Cruz Azulearla again, yeah. Is, uh, I was talking to a Cruz Azul fan, and he said that um, Cruz Azul is still great because how, they, how, how much never... how much was he crying, Chiquis? He was holding it back, but he he held on to this this fact that I, I want to verify with you guys. He said oh. Cruz Azul has never known uh, Liga de Ascenso or second division or anything like that. They've always been up top. No, correct? no, they actually were a second division team. Ron Ron could probably confirm the Magister. I'm looking at the wiki and I don't see any. Cruz Azul. What's that? What was the question? Cruz, weren't they in second division? Yes. Didn't they start? Didn't they start in second? They were in Hidalgo, right? Cruz Azul, Hidalgo. Yes, they started. They were second division club. They're not one of the original uh, teams. Oh. From like, yeah. yeah. So yes. I don't think they've came down since they won promotion, but no. they started. No, the they team, started in the. The, team, the teams that have stayed in the first division. Well, America and Chivas are the only teams that have been there since the team. Since the league was professional in '43, so they've been there, they've been there, and they have not been relegated. Atlas uh, got relegated, right? Yes, they have. 
now from teams that have once they've made it to the first division that have never been relegated that's Toluca that's Cruz Azul that is Pumas that Pumas. is uh, Santos uh, and that is it you know the last the and that's it. the last one was a Tecos but they got relegated you know, Tecos actually did it the, the, the tough one. They did it actually. They they started in the third division, went to second, and then they went to first. Okay, so it's kind of so sucks wait, that, wait. The, that Tecos isn't. Uh, They're gone. Isn't in the league. Well, I think yeah. the owners, the owners probably just didn't want to anymore. But well, we could talk about that later because I got some, I had some, uh, some gravy on on the Leaños. Uh, but right now, Cruz Azul. So they have 21 points. And they're in eighth place right now, right? Yes. So trailing them at 19 is Atlas. And then uh, Cholos at 18 points. So these, these two guys, if, if they Cruz Azul loses to Tigres and these guys win, uh, they could, they could you know, bump down Cruz Azul. And uh, so let me look at Cruz Azul. So they have, um, looking at their schedule here. I know it's Tigres. Man, my, my page just froze. Um, yeah, my page froze. I need, I need better internet. An on hacker. Man, I would, I would go to, I would go to Medio Tiempo, but it scares me because like, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's uh-huh. actually where I'm at. I'm there also. What do you want to know? Yeah, like, oh, just their calendar. Uh, I know they face Tigres, and and their calendar. Who they and, who they face away or home? And then they're away at Morelia. Wait, wait. So they host Tigres. Host Tigres. Away at Morelia, and then they host Veracruz the last game. Okay, so they, they could I, I could see them. Yeah, getting so they can, I, I'm at uh, matar or morir against uh, Veracruz. Against Veracruz. Yeah, Tigres is tough. No matter where you face them, I think it's tough for them to head over to to Morelia. You know. And then uh, the Veracruz game, it could be, it could be an easy three points for them. Well, Atlas gets Pachuca, and uh, and oh. and Tijuana gets. They have to go to Toluca on 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 week seventeen. Oh man, that those are all good games. And then in uh, in sixteen, it is uh, Cholos get León. So you know, it's still not not easy. And who the who was the other team again? Atlas. You know Atlas isn't going to make it. You know they're going to find a way to. But Chuka has. Oh, they, has they, have, they, have, they have the they have the Clásico, so there's no guarantee. So yeah. Cruz Azul could still make the Liguilla because the other teams end up not. What not about Pachuca? Do you know Pachuca's uh, Pachuca's calendar? Well, Pachuca, are, are, where are they? Are, where are they? Where will they play? Uh, they play. Oh, they they go to Santos. Then they. You know what? Pachuca could actually swoop in. So they 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 visit Santos at the Comarca, then they host Querétaro, and they they play away to Atlas. So I think if Pachuca, you know, gets on the right rhythm, Cusquejando starts banging him in. I think. Uh, yeah, that would be a, that would be a big ask. Well, you know, it's it's going to be. Uh... It is going to be uh, interesting to see who, uh, but I just I just don't see Atlas doing it. I just don't. 
Yeah, well, with the thing with Cruz Azul and, and you had Jemez, and when he, he said that Cruz Azul was not a big club. So that, that's got to sting if you're if you're one of the players there. Yeah, if your coach even says that, no, it's, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's, 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 they haven't done anything in 20 years. Come on. Let's, uh, let's pump the brakes on the big club talk here at Cruz Azul. Did you, you guys, know, they, uh, did you guys read the article, uh, what the Fonio said about why he didn't call up a Pola Aguilar because of, uh, did it have anything to do with Cruz Azul? No, I did, no. I did not. I did not see the article. What did he say? Um, because of, uh, he doesn't defend well in the air. So then Massa to the World Cup it is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's tall. He's, he's good in the air. Well, I mean, that's why he puts those guys out there. Massa confirmed. Oof. Oof. <clears throat> so the MLS uh, playoffs are uh, about to conclude here in the next minute, minute and a half, provided Kansas City doesn't score a goal and uh, and send this uh, tie to penalties. So they've they have their format. Where it's uh, six, they have two conferences, as y'all know, the Eastern and Western Conference, and they have six teams from each conference make the playoff. Top two teams in each conference get a get a buy for this. For this, so what they do is they they have a plan. So what they're doing is essentially a, a, a repechaje. So they have a plan to get, them, and then they do semifinals, home and home, and then conference finals, home and home, and then and then the MLS Cup. So it should be done in about uh, six weeks or so. That's uh, that. That is an awful lot of playoff games, and it's and it, it, it makes me wish that Liga Mekis actually reduced their number of playoff teams from eight to six. Because I, I do I do like the the repechaje, but I think it needs to mean a lot more. And 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 if you can send them to the right to the semifinals, I think it would be. Some very entertaining stuff. Anybody else? I agree that the Liguilla is shaping up to be, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, but uh, wouldn't it be better, Joel, if, 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 if the Liguilla was six teams instead of eight? If it was six teams, yeah, yeah. No, we've talked about this, John. It would. It would definitely be way better. There would be more pressure for regular season games, and then, but I, I say by default, the Copa MX would become more more interesting because teams would be out of the running much longer. Uh, I mean, running to make the playoffs. Right. And, that that's that's that, that's a very good point. So then you would have to, you know, you need to win something, and I, I just I see it. It's it's just the culture, you know, John. Uh, I, I think for the fans, they, they need to be more. We, we just devalue our, our stuff a lot. Our, our tournaments, our players. Um. So yeah, but but I do I do think I mean that's not to say we don't have passionate fans because uh, Mexico fans are the ones that that travel the most, or amongst the ones that travel the most to the World Cup, and it's gotten like really expensive, and um. You know, uh, you have people saving for years just to be able to go. Right. Uh, 
So so they are, and then here in the U.S., you 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 see how much they pay for for Moleto games, and 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 you could have games on a Wednesday or like a Thursday, and and it, you know they'll, they'll bring in forty, fifty thousand people for a Moleto game, and paying ex- exaggerated prices. So I mean, the the passion is there, but but for some reason we we sort of like we, we look at like. Champions League and and La Liga and all that and then we 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 kind of you know we're like measuring we're like God it's 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 not that good why even bother right which and it should not be the case at all man we we should just we should care a lot about our own tournaments and just give them the importance they deserve Drama at the end of the uh, Houston Dynamo game. He's inside a one-on-one with the goalie. The goalie trips him in the area in the last minute of extra time. Penal. So, so a penal for Houston should uh, should get to wrap it up right here for the uh, good Lord is my for the uh, to advance. It just seems like twelve teams is, is is an excessive amount of playoff teams for 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 a league, but they do have like 20-something teams in, in, in MLS. So. And they're going to have more, just right, John? They're going up to 24? Yeah, I think, that, I think that that's where they are right now is 24. I what's could be the, wrong. What's this talk about a crew coming to Austin? I don't, I, don't, I don't see it. Grant Wall actually had a tweet that I agreed with. There's no, I don't see fans going to an Austin team. I do. Uh, I think that, that uh, now well, are they going to sell out Every game, you know, when it's 105 degrees in July in the summer. No. This Houston, this Houston crowd isn't that big, and it's a playoffs, right? And, and Austin is even a smaller, well, way smaller city. Well, Austin does, uh, you know, as far as uh, like TV ratings and stuff, they 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 do real well uh, with 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 uh, with soccer. They they've had teams here in the past. It's, you know, I just, I'm, uh, I guess I'm a little hesitant to, to see well, whether or not it's going to happen or not. Uh, but uh, the thing I don't understand is is, is why the uh, the investor, if, if he's okay to use private money here in Austin, why isn't he okay to use private money in Columbus? If if he understands that, that it's going to be a private venture, so I guess I guess part of his deal is we're not going to give you the money unless you move to Austin. I don't so. know that. But then I, you know, I, I, honestly, I, is Austin going to do better in Columbus? Uh, maybe. But I mean, I think it's going to be, it's, ultimately, it's going to be about the same. Now, the, you know, Austin is, now the, the thing that I have, have uh, I guess, uh, where I have a little uncertainty is where on earth are they going to put the stadium? Because, I mean, they're, if they want to have it, you know, you know, somewhere in the, I forget that they have a specific term that they use uh, MLS when it comes to where they prefer their stadiums, you know, just basically, uh, you know, what the diameter of the, of the area, you know, close to downtown, how far out of downtown, basically, you know, what, what's, what's the radius, probably like, you know, 10, 15 miles. And there just ain't that much around Austin to, to be able to put a stadium like that. It's just, I mean, even a smallish, you know, 20,000 seat stadium. You know, so someone's going to have to cough up a lot of cash to, to, to buy the land for this thing. 
and on top of everything else, Austin, you know, at least as far as real estate has, uh, and Texas for sure has the, uh, is one of their, is probably the priciest, I mean, priciest market in the, in the state anyway. So the real estate's going to be excessively priced. So that, that is the part where I'm uncertain on nothing. But but would it succeed? I think it'll. I think it'll do. It would. It would do great here in Austin. Mm. It's gonna. It, it would be rough in the uh, in summer months. But uh, you know, it's just just like it is in in Dallas and Houston. But both Dallas and Houston also understanding this start their games at eight o'clock, which is smart. I mean, it's still going to be, you know, ninety something degrees, but at least it's going to get cooler a lot faster than than if you started at seven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would I would even go as far as starting at eight thirty, honestly, or maybe maybe even nine o'clock. I've been to some, I've been to a few Aztecs games, and I think it was. Uh, yeah, but you can't really compare that though, because uh, you know, and, and 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 no offense to the app, but I mean, they're playing at House Park and Nelson Field. I mean, that's it's tough to go to a soccer game and watch a soccer game in a stadium like that. And if, uh, if if Austin gets the team, they'll be playing their first couple of years uh, probably uh, on either, you know, if UT has a soccer stadium, so they'll probably be there for the first couple of years. You know, there's an outside chance they could be at the football stadium, but I, I don't see that happening. And you can, uh, they do have a license to sell beer at the stadium, so it makes it a little bit more attractive for, to all parties involved. And it's centrally located, so... That would help as well. So, uh, but uh, but I do think it would work, Cheekies. I think that there's that, that, that there's enough of a, so- a soccer uh, audience here to uh, to you know at least you know average you know seventy five to eighty five percent attendance for the year, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Seen Surge uh, promoting it, going to meetings or something. MLS to Austin. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be one next week. I think I'm gonna go to. So I will uh, I will report on that. I might even, I might even bring my. Uh, I maybe mean, might some record some stuff. That would be kind of cool. We should do that. So. We will uh, we'll, we'll bring back a, we'll bring back a full report on next week's show. You're pro that, John. You want that move? You know, honestly, Joel. I, I mean, I I don't think that the the, the folks here in Austin are, are, are like clamoring or begging for this. I think if it happens, uh, you know, they'll be supportive. But I mean, I, I feel I feel bad. I feel terrible for the for the fans in in, in Columbus. But uh, uh, knowing how uh, you know Liga Mekis has 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 run and operated for years, uh, you know, with the promotion and relegation, you know, there's I mean, how many times has has Veracruz been relegated and then all of a sudden they find themselves in the first division again, you know, without having to actually go through uh, promotion? But but I see it as more like more ways to to. To break into that Mexican market, 
Well, it would you be uh, the, uh, the the closest team to the border. Uh, yeah, outside, I mean, outside of LA. I mean, because yeah, having two two teams in Los Angeles again, and then um, Texas. There's what they have: Houston, and they have uh, FC Dallas. But FC Dallas, Dallas. Is, is, like, is like an hour north of Dallas. I mean, it's a long way away. And then so, and then Austin, right? Yeah. So I mean, that would be three teams. The five, that's already five teams that are, like, on the border. And then, uh, you know, there's talk of a San Diego team. So, I mean, that that's potential a lot of, a lot of you know, just, just a lot of games between Liga MX, MLS, which is something that's going to get promoted pretty soon. More, you know, they tried in the past, but I think they're going to try it again, especially with more and more uh, players coming over here at a younger age. So we have the Dos Santos, which isn't working too well. Uh, we're gonna have Vela, and and well, he's not young anymore, but he's still known commodity. Which is um, they're trying to lure Oribe Peralta. So when I was reading that, America's prepared to give him a juicy, a juicy contract to keep him. Uh, man, he has been still at, at his age, man, just just playing at a really high level. Yeah, I, I think. He, He's very professional. I, I think he has the right mentality, you know, as far as, like, no yeah. matter where he plays or who he plays, he's, he's always – he's on it. But, but, I mean, but, you know, there was that talk not too long ago about having a Liga MX, Copa MX. I mean, <laughs> I mean having a MLS teams in Copa MX. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, so well, yeah, I think, I think they, should, they, should, they should. Yeah, it would, it would absolutely. It, so it official games, of... official games, and and in border towns, you know, you, you're pretty much. I, I think you're guaranteed good good attendance. Yeah, so you're saying if, if Deegan has played, Austin, like the Austin team, if Austin has a team, yeah, that that thing would sell out. Yeah, so there, I mean, no question. Yeah, and especially if the Austin team could get. You know, you need like a good two or three known players. Maybe bring some, some, you know, other people that don't know. Just right. Because MLS has been doing that. Jurgen Dam can be yeah, awesome. Jurgen, uh, yeah. That designated player signing. <laughs> no, you're right. You know, the the, the one the city right now that, that that's going to get left out of this, uh, and it's a t- it's a city that's, you know, in the running to to, to even have a a franchise awarded is San Antonio. And it would not shock me at all. And I think MLS would, would be, uh, would be wise to do this to give both cities. Could could you see like big rivalries between all these Texas, you know, yeah. I mean, because look, John, the the main and when and when we look at the, all these soccer countries, all these main rivalries, they're they're you're, they're between the teams in in the same, um, at least the majority in, in the same city, right? right? Except like in Europe, where it's small countries, so it's not that far from each other. But um, you know, it's like an hour, two hours. But but like even like in Mexico, you have all the classicos. It's it's all the F teams, America Cruz Azul, you know, America Pumas, 
and then you have Chivas and Atlas, same, same, uh, same thing. So uh, you know, it's 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 easier to build rivalries when when you're close close enough proximity. I think it's it's the yeah. So yeah, so I would I, I that would be a really really smart move for MLS to do that, but very specifically for what you're saying, Owen is uh, is to have that proximity. That to, to, to really, I mean, that 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 would instantly be one of the top rivalries in MLS if, if Austin and San Antonio had a team, just like the new LA rivalry is going to be instantly. It would probably, you know, that one could probably be the most heated rivalry in MLS, and that could start next year. Yeah, yeah, especially um, and and uh, you know, I I think they've been doing a, they've been pretty methodical of who they're bringing in, and like I said, I, I'm expecting them to get at least two more Mexicans. I don't think they're just gonna. Rest with Vela, I, I could see them bringing in two more guys that are, are you know, well known. Yeah, who do you think? Who do you think? I think Chicharo. I think that they still want Chicharo. Uh, if Chicharo has a good World Cup, then then he'll 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 go to. I don't know. He'll be like thirty. Where how old is he now? Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Yeah. I mean, he's ready to. to I mean, I, I think he's done with the whole Europe thing, man. Uh, I think. Why not cash it in, man? Get get that fat check. There's so much stuff you could you could get here. You know, you're not guaranteed so much in Europe. I mean, you, you know no, what I mean. He would definitely get a bigger check with MLS if if. But but that move is not going to happen until after the World Cup. Yeah. So I mean, I, I could see him coming over. Um, and he's close to Mexico. And yeah, but you family, know what? Though? I, I think two that, hours uh, from Guadalajara. Yeah. His buddies are here. Hey, Bella's here. Is, but those, I don't think that, I don't think that they. Uh, I don't. Th- I think that they uh, that they float in different circles. I don't think that those guys are buddies at all. Well, well, that that may be, but but still, he's he's very family oriented, and LA is just two hours, man. Two hours. Well, from, because because so, of that, so I think, I think that it's it is it is straight up fifty fifty when Chicharito comes back if he goes to Chivas or if he goes to uh, LA. Oh yeah, yeah. With Chivas, who knows, man? Just because it's just uh, incertidumbre, you know, uncertainty. Just because of how the way Vergara is, he'll be your friend one day and just your enemy the next. And and part of the reason that we've seen it work so well with with Almeida's because he's basically stayed away. He's he hasn't even been vocal the way he's been in other years. So he he's kind of like, you know, he he didn't even go to the meeting for the Televisa for the national team uh, broadcasting rights. He did not even attend it. I mean, to me that says a lot, you know. Uh, it, it's been Higuera moving all the strings. So I mean, even that, who knows? But but well, I mean, I think you mean like Chichar- like like on the day that they fired Ugo, he showed up in a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> with confetti. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, dude. Uh, you know, and when he hired Sven, he, he wanted the, those daily reports from Sven. What, what hotel are you staying and why? You know, um, but so so we have Chicharo uh, Guardado, of course. I'm pretty sure he's gonna come back. Uh, you think uh, Sven found himself a, a little uh, <laughs> a little Polanco Senorita while he was? I think she was Panamanian because he photographed him. With it. 
with this, uh, you know, sexy lady, and uh, she looked like like mulata, like she's half black, she's Panamanian, tall, tall girl. Um, Man, when they fired, they didn't even give him a ride to the airport. They <laughs> did. Not, not even given an Uber. That's right. Didn't yeah. even pay for the Uber. Damn. Well, he he had his, you know, his luggage was packed with, you know, hundreds of dollar bills, man. He, yeah, and I sent him a check. But but I mean I mean guys that we could think about coming over, Guardado, uh, Ochoa, Ochoa. I don't know why he still would want to be in Europe. That'd be crazy. I guess you got nothing left to prove, well, man. See, I, I I would totally see Guardado and Ochoa coming back and playing for LA. Uh. With with Chicharo, yeah, because I think that, I think that those three guys d- do get along really well. You know what all this all this means is the end of the gen- uh, golden generation is is coming. Oh yeah, this, this, well, is, yeah, this, is, it. this is their yeah. last World Cup. This it, was, is, it was it was always going to be this. I mean, this is going to mean the doom of the national team. The doom, uh, <laughs> unless Chucky oh. and Linus and all these look, guys. Look. Look! Look! We shouldn't be surprised because we've seen it already. Uh, one of the one of the other great generations uh, Mexico had with Hugo Sanchez and uh, and then you had Campos and you had Claudio Suarez, you know, and all those guys ended up in MLS. You know, they they were much yeah, but older. They ended up in MLS when they were when they were past thirty five. I mean, yeah, let's... but they still came. So I'm saying these guys are going to come and they're going to be a bit younger. But I mean, we still shouldn't be surprised that they'll they'll come over here. Like it shouldn't be. I would I see with the fans this whole attitude. I don't know. If, well, at if least I'm not mistaken, it's, it's, yeah. And, and, and I, I can't remember if, if Ron is still on or not. But uh, maybe I should. No, Ron is not. Well, he is on. Is yeah. didn't Ugo, didn't Ugo play for the NASL in in in, in, in the off season at the at the, at the was Santiago it the soccer? The San Diego Soccers? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, he would. He would play between Pumas and the San Diego Soccers. Well, have and you Aguirre, seen... Aguirre played with the LA Aztecs. Have you, have you seen uh, what Jermaine Jones said about MLS? <laughs> he's salty, man. No, that's... Uh, whatever it is, I mean, he's, he's in MLS. Okay, what what, what what do you say? What do you say? Uh, you didn't see it? I I'd say I can't remember. I know he said something about he's. It was after the week sauce or something. No, that's <laughs> not. Well, that was your. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> it was after the U.S. got eliminated. He pretty much went on a video rant saying that he's been young, on several, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the young kids in in the in the U.S. need to go and challenge themselves. They can't be, um, you know, taking the easy road in MLS. They need to go to Europe and challenge themselves with real with the best players. And, and put themselves in uncomfortable positions. And he, and he told a story of Jordan Morris, who went to Europe for a little bit, but he said, oh, well, my dad, I want to go back to Seattle because my dad, uh, I'm living with, with my parents or whatever, and my dad's starting a new dental office or something, and, and he wanted to be more comfortable. But, and, and he just criticized that and the whole you know, <laughs> the reason why the U.S. is... is in, so, when, so the whole attitude, and I agree with, with you guys, the whole attitude of MLS sucks and all this stuff isn't fully... You know, legit, but there is something to what Jermaine Jones is saying. You, you can't be. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that the, that, that the quality is not the same. I mean, I mean, no one denies that. And yeah, see, and then and this is where 
the numbers game comes into play. Because, yeah, there's going to be, you know, the, the Jordan Morrises of the world don't happen just in the U.S. They happen all over the world, right? The, there's no question about that. The, you know, it, ha- it happens in, in Argentina. It happens in Uruguay. It happens in Brazil. You know, so some guys just decide that they don't want to leave. The difference in those countries, obviously, is 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 for every one guy that 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 has that attitude, or 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 is or has that disposition, I should say. You know, there there are ten guys that do, and in this country, and in Mexico for that matter, the the uh, the ratio is is nowhere near that. So every every guy has has to take advantage of, I guess, the opportunity if there's not too many. But well, well, yeah, exactly. But but the thing is, is 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 it not every guy should every guy take the opportunity? Sure, but not every guy is going to do it. And 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is is that it's you know, for, yeah. Well, I mean, is, is is it you know? There's there's plenty of Jordan Morrises in the world. There's just not that many of them here in the U.S. So when when he makes decisions like that, it has far more implications. You know, if that happens in Montevideo. You know, then he goes, hey, you know, you know what? I just, I, I just, I'm, you know, my dad, you know, started a dentist office here, you know, uh, in Montevideo. So I want, I want to stay close. So the other guy's okay, that's fine. Okay. Next thing, hey, you, the guy behind him, you know, what do you think? You know, because they just have a lot more available. It's a numbers game. It's always a numbers game. Yeah, and the U.S. has a huge. Well, Mexico's in the same case where the numbers game is highly in favor of the U.S. population. Um, it's just that soccer is the smaller end of that. But 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 that's. I mean, you could say that. I mean, I mean, India has a much bigger population than the U.S. and they're terrible at soccer. I mean, it has nothing to do with population. It has to do with 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 how many players you're actually developing. And the U.S. you know just you know unfortunately just doesn't develop as many quality players as other countries do. They just don't. Mexico's the same thing the same way. Mexico does develop more quality players in the US just because Mexico has a different structure to do that. So you know when 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 the when 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 the US has you know a bigger pool of players that can absorb when some players decide that they don't want to, they don't want to try their luck abroad. You know, the, that that's when you know that, uh, that, that they're in good shape. Well, I think, you know, John, with, with their league expanding, I do think ultimately they're, they're going to overtake Mexico in player production. Uh, not necessarily better, but, but they will be, they will be developing way more. You know, just bigger population, and then they're they're going to end up having way more teams. Yeah, but 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 there's going to have to be just a, a complete overhaul on, on how it is that those players are developed. Well, no, that's that's true. That's true. But I mean, you you do see it with that's some gonna, teams. That's going to take just... at least twenty to thirty years. I mean, we're going to be major viejitos hey, when, but, when but, that, that day yeah, does but, come. But as we've seen, it it could just small small cambios. I mean, look look at what happened at. At Pumas, you know, you had that guy come in, uh, you know, Cesarini, and he he improved their youth system, and then you had, you know, Atlas for a couple of years when um, they brought in Bielsa to 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 improve their system, and then Chivas with with Huero Real and uh, Efraín Flores and Hans, 
So, I mean, you, you could just get out of the blue, man. So, so, the right people come along and, and they improve your system and, and they start developing good players. So it, it could be like, you know, it doesn't have to be collectively. It could just be certain clubs will just start taking advantage of, of, of uh, the resources they have around to, to get players. Yeah, I mean, they have to find a balance of 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 of, of, the, of developing the players, but then you know maintaining uh, uh, a competitive edge. So, you know, they have they have to be able to to to, to develop and then also have the budget to buy, you know, players that they're not developing, you know, you know, players that are better than what they have. And. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I just think that that's you know, if and when that does happen, and it probably will, it, it's going to be another, you know, fifteen to twenty years, but before before we truly start seeing that happening. I mean, the way the way I see the MLS expansion is that, that that's four new teams that are coming in that 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 the present talent base cannot fill completely, so they're going to have to rely on on foreign players and which is why I think it'd be, it'd be a huge opportunity for that young Mexican kid that's floundering on the bench somewhere to go on loan and play an MLS for a year to see what they can do. Or, or yeah, or, or MLS to just, cause if MLS, so you know, steal get those players guy, from, yeah. Well, I would steal them. Like, you know, you, you send the scouts to the youth tournaments, you know, you already have Dallas cup and other youth tournaments. You you see some guy doing good and and you know you just just offering the contract. I mean, there was uh, they had a, an interview with some of the under 17s and and they were talking about how they really weren't getting opportunities. You know, at, at the they had very few opportunities to to prove themselves in Liga MX. It's something that we've discussed uh, ad nauseum for a year. Yeah. And MLS is going to need like a, what is it, a 10-8 roll to get all these well, the, <laughs> You know, ultimately they're going to have to do something because there are some teams, I mean, I, I look at the rosters, but there are some teams that do have, yeah, they have, uh, they have quite a few foreigners for sure. So. Yeah. It's interesting what, uh, like I've been, I've been seeing what Nate, uh, Nate Aborrea I've been saying on uh, the pay-to-play being a, one of the major problems with uh, U.S. soccer and not allowing like um, uh, the poor kids, the the Hispanic kids, the Latin kids, whatever you want to call them, a, uh, a better chance or opportunity to, to develop themselves because of the pay-to-play. Just sort of interesting. Well, I mean, uh, is a profe still on? Because he could. Uh, I mean, he's he's talked about that. Yeah, he's profe left us, man. He's so the so the at least the profe wasn't the barrendero this week. Usually he wasn't. He was just a bit incoherent. Yeah, he must have had a few one too many shots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, profe was. Uh, <laughs> you know, he would have he would have been fined by the principal <laughs> had had he heard the the language that the profe was using tonight. He was. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he doesn't like his Cambiarraga's name. You know, that's all on him though. I mean I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's the first time I heard him get a little bit 
uh, rustled on that though. You, you know, you know, with the pay to play, I think part of it, when at least when it comes to Latinos, and it just this just speaking from personal experience being here in uh, Los Angeles, inner city, and I think it's it's also cultural as, as the way we go about playing football. So I would see a lot of these kids, and their parents would just take them to the local to the local park to play scrimmages or put him in, in, you know, in, in these regular leagues because anyone can organize a league. So you would have, there's a lot of leagues that are just, you know, someone just organizes them out of their house. They're not affiliated. So, so, I mean, it's just finding the, the right, the right venues and, and being organized. It just comes down to that. So, so you could, you could find the leagues that are, Affiliated to uh, what is it USL or something or to USSF, and and where you're more likely to be seen or to get noticed. Uh, and the school was the other one because they wouldn't emphasize the whole make it to college, you know, like being the being the team, being the high school team. A lot of these kids just wouldn't they wouldn't take it too serious. Which it comes from the parents too, you know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna see which which school has the best soccer program or which is the highest division, and I'm a, I'm gonna try to get my kid there. So those are a lot of things that that we we don't really take into consideration. We overlook. So then then it just ends up as like we're being overlooked, or no one pays attention to us, you know. But at the same time, we don't we don't take advantage of the system, or we or we don't know how to play it. Well, you know, it's it's funny you mention that, Juan, because the one. U.S. national team player that did play in those uh, pickup leagues when he was growing up in, in, in Nacogdoches was Clint Dempsey. Ah, yes. Now, and I, I know, I know he played a lead as well, but uh, but you know he made it. He made his bones playing when he was a teenager in the. But his uh, his parents, I think, moved mountains to get him out of that little town to places where he could be seen, to places where he could play and. And, uh, and develop himself. But, but if you're in the right league, you know that the league that does get scouted or that has ties, then you're more likely to be seen, you know? That, that's all part of it. You, you know, you, you gentlemen, Juan, I, I have a friend that he he was part of the very first Project 40 for the U.S. I don't know if you guys ever remember that, Project 40. Uh, that the one that was going to be World Cup champs by 2010? Pretty much, it was part of it. So it was Project Forty, and he was one of he was like the first generation of that Project Forty, where they would take take the best players from all over the country and 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 um put him in camps, and then they'll travel over the world and play. And he got sent to to train with Colo Colo in Chile. So, anyways, uh, I went to school with this guy, so I, I know him and. Uh, he ended up making it to to MLS and even played with the Galaxy, but he he fractured his ankle, so there there went his career. But he still um, he coaches. He still coaches at at the different levels. Uh, I think he's he's he was coaching semi pro not too long ago. So I mean, I could ask him if he could come on, and and I think it's a pretty good discussion about like the play to play, and and just about how youth. How youth can do it if you want to make it make it in in the system, you know, because you you can't just send your kid to to any any regular league or just be at any school and think that 
you know, the odds of you making it from there are going to be pretty slim. And I mean, he, he will probably know, you know, the, the right channels to take. Right. He, did he have money to go to these travel teams and? Well, that's, we could all ask him that, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I was, we were, we were teenagers when that was going on. So I don't, I, I never, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't to be hanging out with him because he was always traveling. You didn't, go swim, I, you didn't go swim in the pool in his backyard? I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were cool, but we weren't that, that cool. Uh, but, but he lived here too, inner city, you know, here in South LA. So, uh. I mean, we could ask him all those type of questions, like, were you know, was was your old man putting some serious money for you to be in these programs and stuff like that? Yeah, because there's uh, there was an NPR thing a while back that I was listening to about baseball kids growing up, and and parents would pay like just for gear and and camps and equipment and all kinds of stuff. They they would pay like thousands of dollars a year. To, to like tens of thousands of dollars, yeah, right? Tens of, even more. Yeah, exactly. Just for their kid to grow into a potential, you know, professional player. Um, so yeah, if that's if that's you know going to happen to some maybe uh, first generation, second generation kid that's you know barely trying to survive in their family, not going to be able to go to some travel team or find locate themselves in the best yeah. district for school. And stuff like that. You know, in, in all honesty, I think that that's gonna that that's that's the U.S.'s uh, biggest biggest challenge, in my opinion, is uh, how do you find the the the, the hidden talent? Where are you going to find that? How how are you going to dedicate the resources to find that? Because it's out there, as you guys have pointed out. So we'll see what happens then. What a haystack, gentlemen. With which probably wrap it up. One of our one of our longer shows lately, for sure, but uh, certainly one of our more entertaining ones. So uh, do uh, thank everyone for coming on. I know that uh, Daniel and uh, and and Rigoberto had to hop off. We do thank uh, Juan Uribe. El Profe for joining us and, and uh, earlier got into a a delicious Chiva contra Chiva. We had a th- th- was it was it weird having a three way Chiva contra Chiva or was it uh, was it okay? It was a little weird, John. Um, was it? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I don't know if we were agreeing or just. No, you didn't know who to who 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 to talk to next. I don't know who was pulling it or from where. You know. A lot exactly. of groping, a lot of groping and stuff. I didn't... <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean... You still want to show me your cucumber? I, I do think there is there is room for that because uh, the way Chivas is set up for next... And, you know, I, I, was, I was saying, John, and I said it in the podcast that they weren't going to do good, but I expected them the following season to improve. Exactly. I'm, I'm no longer on that boat, John. It started to, it started rocking. So now I'm like, this could go, this could go anywhere, anywhere, you know. Just cause the yeah, incertidumbre. That's that's the key word. Incertidumbre. Too many rumors of of Almeida leaving, man. That is, uh, it would just be the the biggest mistake Chivas could make. I think. I think. I think. Let him stay for next season. 
no, but he wants to leave. That that's been my thing. Like I I don't think, you know, I, I think like Vergara and Niguera understand what they have with 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 Almeida, which they haven't had and the club hasn't had in years. And um, but I mean he's he's had his his gold set for a long time. So I mean there's there's really nothing left for him to win in Mexico. You know, he he wants he wants Europe. He wants he wants national team, and and that's you know. I think there's there's only possibilities for him for his stock to drop if he stays at Chivas. Well, I think that his stock would, uh, like you said, if you have, if, the, if the chances are much better of them having a better season, I think his stock actually goes up. So, I and, but, I but only in making, Mexico, John. That's not true, Joel. Well, I don't see any offers coming in. It's all been rumors. And, That's and because he has, to, he has to win for, their offer, for there to be an offer. I know, but when have we seen, like, a, it's it's very rare to see Mexican coaches just get offers to go abroad, you know? You you just don't see it, especially without Libertadores. I, I, well, I think that, that would have... Let me put it to this way. When Almeida, if he does get another gig over, over in Europe, they're going to say Real Betis hires... Former River Plate coach, <laughs> Matias oh, Almeida. No, no, he's been gone a river too long, John. But that's what they're going to say. They're going to say former River Plate coach who was who was most recently coaching at at, at, at Chivas Guadalajara in Mexico. That could that, that could, that's yeah. how that article is going to be written. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's how that article is going to be written. Oh man. Well, we sorry can leave that for the next. For the Sorry, next Jorge. podcast. I, I, feel, I feel bad, Juan. Las incertidumbres de Chivas. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> anyway. No, no, it was, uh, it was a good show tonight. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we, got, we got some Doyer talk in, which uh, we, we went in deep into the base. It's probably as deep off another sport as, as, as we've ever done on this podcast, uh, talking, uh, talking World Series. So, so you didn't even talk the juice, the juicing. Which the which juicing are you talking about? My, I, uh, I, uh, oh, I, that's right. You had your Chivas analysis. We totally didn't get into it. No, the the baseball I was talking about. Like I questioned the juicing for all these home runs. Dude, it's you know it's all for show. <laughs> but but the, but but you know what? The the, the fact is, the guys are still hitting them. So I mean, I mean that's that, that's hard to do. To hit a ball coming at you 100 miles an hour to hit it that far, that 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 that, that that's pretty good. Yeah, to make contact is is you know it takes a special talent. I think with the juice, all you got to do is tap it though. <laughs> but you know, I want to, I don't want to, you know, make accusations and stuff unfounded. But it's always interesting to. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the players. Are, I think like, the ball is for sure. There, there's no question it is. The question that they have a little spring in it. That's yeah. fine, man. It's, it's it's entertainment. Well, there's a. It just reminds me. I, I saw a uh, a thing on Netflix called Icarus on uh, the Russians juicing at the Olympics, and it. Uh, they asked the guy, one of the one of the WADA guys. They asked him, "Could a could could you win a gold medal without juicing?" He pretty much said no. Without steroids, you can't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. If you guys ever get a chance. Hey Chris, I'll have to uh, I'll have to watch that. Jiggies, thanks thanks so much for for hopping on and setting all this up again as you always do. 
Yeah, no problem. Good times. Joela Seves joins us from South Side. Just one last question: How is that stadium coming along? Yeah, it's it's almost, it's looking complete, John. Wow! You can see it from the freeway now, and I'm I'm on the yeah, freeway. So, and, so it's going to be ready for next year. It. I see. Why not? Yeah, should be should be ready. Are you going to have uh, the uh, the the Joel Aceves position uh, locked up in the press box? I don't know about that. I've never been big on that, but I do want to get season press pass and just be able to cover some most of the games at least. Uh, and just see how that's going. Just because I do think there could be a shift with just overall Mexican support and stuff like that, uh, with with that team coming along and, and other other moves that are in the works. So you think that uh, that that uh, LAFC is going to be the uh, the haven for the Mexpat player? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, that could do you well. think that the, 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 are the Dos Santos brothers going to make the crosstown transfer? No, no. I think I think that would, like you said, it, that should turn into a big rivalry. You know. You know. Uh, if, uh, go ahead. Everything Chivas USA did wrong. There, these guys are doing right. I think Vergara just completely mismanaged the team. He he did every wrong move. But these guys are doing the opposite, man. They're they're really taking it very serious. Well, they, uh, you know, I think it was Vergara's arrogance. Well, it's you know, it's has an Chivas. Yeah. People, people are gonna come no matter what. This is Chivas. Yeah, and then you sent petardos and youth players that weren't that good. Yeah. It was uh... – man, I had one last question I was going to ask you, and I, I totally – I totally I totally oh. forgot what it was going to be. It was, it, was, it was an excellent question. In really, regards uh, to – I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> MLS, Chivas, Vergara, Maceriguera, who was it? Yeah, I just uh, it, it has uh, it has slipped the oh I, I know what it was okay so are are the Dos Santos brothers going to go play on loan at America next season? Oh, you know that's a good question. I I don't you know I don't know. I do not know. I know Monterrey also wants them. You know if they uh, want to play in the World Cup. Yeah, they have to. They, they have no to. choice. But I do. Back. I agree. I agree with you. Because otherwise, uh, they're not going to get. But they could. I mean, would they be able to go to Europe, John? No. Okay. Just why? Why not go play at Club America? They can play in the Conca Champions. No, I'm just saying because I remember Donovan would go to Everton. You know. Yeah, but Donovan had earned that. Donovan had earned the right to do that. These guys. <laughs> but I mean, they were already in Europe. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't. They might not. They're not even playing good, and I think in Mexico they're they're very marketable. So they have that. They have that. Yeah, I would. Would any team in in uh, Liga MX would love to have them? Yeah, but they would only go to America, and it's to me it's uh, only only I don't know the Monterrey team because they are from Monterrey, John. <sighs> Rayados, huh? And the, the, I think that I think that they're. This madre in, in, in Monterrey would be a little quieter than the one in the uh, in the DF. <laughs> in the yeah, yeah, but no, it would that 
I'll be surprised if they don't do it. Well, if they if they don't do it, then we know where their commitment is. I mean, that that's just the reality. Yeah, and 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 again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, you know, it's not a criticism. It's like if, you know, if those guys just if if they think that they're going to get picked and then without doing anything. Yeah, no, but see, I I think Osorio. At least I I give him credit to that. I, I could see them leaving them out if they're not, you know, they're not getting any playing time. Right. Because I mean, but it's not just that. I mean, it, 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 it's what they do with. I mean, they've. I mean, uh, both of them. I mean, I, I mean, Giovanni had like two goals and three assists the whole season. I mean, it was, it was, that was, that's terrible. Yeah, it was, terrible. it was, it was, it was. But John, we've agreed about this on on Gio that he's always been a better national team player than he's been a club player. This is very true. Yeah, his entire career is based on what he's made in the national team, not not. Not what yeah. he did, unloading. When, when, when he was in Tottenham and when he was in, in other clubs not getting PT, he would come to the national team and, and he and would deliver. Yep. Yeah. So, so I, well, I, maybe, uh, I'll give maybe him this that last World Cup because he's earned it, John. I would give him this last World Cup. I think if someone's earned it, he has. He's, he's given us plenty. Well, I would love for him to sharpen up his his yeah. his edge uh-huh. by 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 playing, you know, ten weeks or whatever it is uh, at uh, Club America. I think it would be, I think it would be a very smart move uh, for him to do. And and and, and uh, you know, Piojo's there. You know, Piojo and the Santos brothers get along really well. They defended him That's when he true. gave him that the madrazo. <laughs> That is so, true, John. Um, they went yeah. to Twitter to defend them. They, they so hopefully, the yeah, hopefully. I think that would be a good move uh, on everybody's on everybody's part. So let me uh, go ahead and give me uh, the Club America guys number, and we'll we'll take care of that. But anyway, we digress. What we were saying, we were wrapping up and saying our goodbyes. Joel, thanks very much for. Thank you, John, for joining until, us. Until next time. Great show. Of course, uh, thanks to, to Ronnie De Luna and Daniel Preciado. Oh, Ron, you, you popped he's, on to say thank you. He's there, man. He was. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> no, we appreciate it, Ron. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, pleasure's mine, guys. And, uh, and everyone else that was on with us uh, tonight and those listening uh, live on YouTube, uh, we appreciate uh, y'all's patronage tonight, of course, and you can listen to this in our previous editions. <laughs> On uh, on iTunes as well as in Google Play, and hopefully soon uh, back up again on SoundCloud. My name is John Jagu. We appreciate y'all coming on. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. <laughs>